city above the clouds. This is Truth Frequency Radio with Chris and Cherie Geo. Wherever you are, make it TFR. What is the matrix? It's the question that drives us mad. I'm not trying to be cliche by saying that. It, it really is the big question. What is the matrix? How do we break out of the matrix? We've got three very amazing individuals on the line with us. Frank Castle, of course, my brother. William Whitecrow, my teacher. And of course, our one of our favorite guests, Savon Bomar. I'm going to pronounce it correctly, even though I'm going to introduce him <laughs> as Seven Bomar. Savon Bomar is one of the most diverse and enigmatic speakers of our times. He raises the bar for what is generally discussed by mental, spiritual, and physical advisors. Bomar is rapidly gaining explosive recognition in his unique message that is available at astralquest.com. I don't want to do too much of a long introduction because we have a lot of topics to cover, but Seven wanted to jump in and um, comment on what we were talking about in the first hour. Seven, how are you doing, sir? You know I'm doing excellent. It's always time perfectly. Excellent. Can you raise your microphone level up at all? Yeah, I can. Just give me a quick second. <laughs> all right. So I take it you heard the first hour, which I wasn't expecting you to, but thank you very much for tuning in. Your thoughts? Oh, for sure. Well, you know, I caught the, actually the last 15 minutes. And, you know, just listening to Frank, I mean, it, the energy is catchy, you know, it's, it's contagious. Frank is awesome. Yes. And, uh, and so I really wanted to, you know, as we're, we're all doing this work, so, you know, we're on different parts of the timeline and, uh, you know, we're really here to, to connect this bridge and, you know, this message in itself will go forward from here and just what was expressed and, uh, and it will connect a lot of things for other people. And, you know, just to, just to give a brief, brief, a brief background, uh, just if anyone wants to check, you know, and why I can speak, let's say, in this type of authority, because we're going to cover some space tonight. And, you know, things make, you know, if it's the truth, it's going to make sense. Like, you're going to be able to connect it with everything. If it's, it, if it's needing a little bit more authentication or a little, little bit more connection, then that's when it'll kind of sound weird. So, uh, but right now we're, we're actually at secretenergy.com. You know, we've, we've kind of consolidated everything and many of our portals into just that open source spirituality. And uh, people will be able to find there a plethora of tools and different things that are, uh, that are useful in this expansion that we're on together. And um, as you know, we, I think we've reached now 16,000 members, so we're, we're definitely strong, but it's still that, that same initial drive of figuring out what happens when you die and, uh, and being willing to accept what you experience, not just what you read, because obviously the experience is, uh, is the real school. Um, the, the knowledge itself is really just a map. It's not the terrain because, you know, when it gets, when it's next to you or it's on top of you or you start seeing it disintegrate and you're actually there, it's really the frequencies and things that start happening to you at that point that really make the biggest um, changes in especially the DNA and the frequencies. So I really wanted to just explain very briefly just to simplify this for, for those that are technical, those that are scientific uh, you know, just in, in their terms of what, well, what we call scientific tongues, to just understand that, you know, what we're really going to be talking about tonight is we're going to actually be talking about the Big Bang. But we're going to be seeing the Big Bang more from an internal level and just 
all of the components and how they fit together in the reality, even the dualistic components are what we perceive as negative components. And, uh, and then how that drives physical realities, that there's actually nothing really wrong going on here. What's wrong is, is basically our understanding of what's going on here. And so we're, we're kind of spiraling out at times when, it, when you get floored with something that you don't expect to be going on. And then we immediately judge it. We put it in a category. That's how we do everything until we figure out edgewise and we're able to unlock it, basically take it out of prison and tell them you, you know, you've now pardoned it and it can go about its merry way. And uh, who it would be, and I would strongly suggest that this be one of the greatest techniques that all uh, spiritualists, occultists, whatever, in begin to inherit, but that's whatever it is, is still a, another part of you. And so I want to, I really want to begin this though with, with ancient knowledge and how that really works as far as how much of this you really can take. Because before the point of the Big Bang, the space that's actually there, and I'm of course being mindful of the time, but the space that's actually there is called a subjective plane. Now, the knowledge about this, you have to go all the way back to at least ancient Kemet and to those areas, unless you're trying to get some super futuristic interpretation of something that's, that's going to be somewhat fanciful, fanciful for you to believe. Meaning, when you go into deep knowledge, it already explains to you that the only other space beside this one and all of the other segments in time is a space known as the subjective plane. And for us to even be talking about it was the reason why you would see beings like Horus and, and even what they've now tried to incorporate in the secret society, putting the finger over the mouth, because it's basically saying that you can't speak about it because you can't actually encase it in words and, and try to articulate it. It's nothing to do with all of that. It's totality. And it's a good thing that we have that there because that's where the inexhaustible energy is located. And all we're doing on this side is we're determining what is the level of the degrees that we can take of this energy. And this is why degrees are indicator for knowledge, as in master's degree. Uh, degrees are also an indicator for heat or energy, as in how many, you know, how many degrees is it today? And degrees are also the measurement for the circumference around a circle or the ratio around a circle, as in 360 degrees. So what the degrees are all about, whether you're talking about ancient secret societies, modern secret societies, you know, these, these new uh, founded uh, spiritualist movements called universities, all of these are about degrees. And the reason is because if you, when you're talking about the subjective plane that doesn't have a limit, and then you're talking about any being in the physical plane, no matter which one of the spaces they're in, they only have a certain amount that they can actually take before they merge with it, merge with the subjective plane, okay? And then emerging with the subjective plane was, for any adept, it was never recommended because you would, you would lose all idea of who you were, period, across the timeline. The space that you wanted to really attempt to uh, uh, locate and learn how to hang in is more like what we're calling the fourth dimension. It's kind of the gate or the door, if you may, that it, and on the other side is subjective plane and on this side is, is the incarnation or the incarnated worlds. And where you were is basically fixed at the door of the subjective plane, being able to utilize the energy that's coming from that space to do what you're designed to do, which is create and then send seeds and pods and things into the physical world to have experiences. And then when you're at that control point, if you may, you are the oversoul, so you're actually operating all of your experiences. 
Now, what some people are experiencing now is that they're now uploading. They're uploading themselves, meaning they're starting to realize that there's multiple thems on these timelines. And the reason why this is not so fanciful and even connects to science is because we know that time and sound and space all have a unique connection with each other. And so what, the, what this connection is, though, is it's just symbolic of an umbilical cord or a tube of time. And the knowledge about the tubes of time was, was, was so prevalent at a certain point, it was known that you could walk through the tube, back through the tubes of time and go to the mother's mother, the mother's mother's mother, the mother's mother's mother, and then start seeing it all when the, before the Big Bang, which is more like a sexual act, came together to, to do the division this is why they say the serpent was involved. And, you know, they get so modern day with the explanations of things. All this stuff is symbolic. Everything is zoomorphied. So it, and, and that's why this kind of knowledge, it will lock out fools. They will perceive it as something physical. They'll perceive it as anything beside what it actually is until they get to the stage of being ready to comprehend the knowledge. So what we're dealing with is that many people have gone in and attempted to uh, interpret the Sphinx and, and, and attempted to interpret many of the symbols that we're using today. And you know, I know we're coming up on break, but what we want to get into is, is what these symbols really mean, where this space and these aliens really are, which most of them exist either inside of us or inside the ocean gain some kind of blueprint because uh, by all means if you're in one of these pods which are like ships the human body and you don't have your schematics <laughs> and you don't have your manual it's like you're in a tailspin in a vortex and this is why what people are experiencing now they have less and less control over and it's because until you go above the speed of light that's beyond the sun that's why i say it's nothing new under the sun do you go beyond the speed of light, which is something you do inside of yourself, and the aura starts to spin, and you get the electric and the magnetic poles working properly, it's only until then that you collapse space-time. You break the prism or the separation in colors and races, the same games that they, they play here on the planetary system with the division, and then you can, be, you can go through it like it's porous. So just remember this, in all your experiences, if you get stuck on something, if you see something and you don't see it as yourself so you can mirror, you can't get through all of the layers. You could get through five or six of them and it's quite useful to be there because you're seeing everything that's gonna take place here. Seven, I don't mean to cut you off. Hold right there though, we skipped this break but I just wanna bring it back in. Oh for yeah, the let's GCM not skip breaks second. today because we, we yeah. got the 10 minute breaks and then the one hour and then maybe it, I may stay exactly. on for a little bit longer depending on how juicy it gets. Excellent, excellent, hold right there. We're back speaking with Seven Bomber, Frank Castle, and William White Crow. Seven, you talked, you just, you, you mentioned an umbilical cord, an umbilical cord that's that's connected. What is this connected to? Is this connected to the universal consciousness, to the universal matrix? Is this what psychics and shaman are tapping in through? Um, okay, so check this out. It's very simple. It's a straw. Let's look at a straw. Like if I hold a straw up to you the long way and we look at it, it actually looks like a one and that it even has a straight line. But when I turn that straw and I point it towards you and you see right through it, you see the circle, okay? And so what you have right there within that straw or in that tube is a zero and a one. 
And because that's what we embody, like I love to see people trying to get out of this and trying to be one thing, but the entire schematic of our existence right now has dual poles. We're male females primarily, and that's whatever your juxtaposition is. I'm male, female, primarily male. How do I know I'm a male, female? I have a masculine and a feminine. Anytime I say two of anything, I have a day and a night. I have a good and an evil. I have a whatever thousands and millions of words you want to put to it. It's still all only one thing. And so this, this experience is really about choices and really about a buffet in a certain tense. How do you want it? Because until you find what you want, you'll keep going into worlds that are just diametrically opposed to the world you previously experienced because you're looking for something new. And what guarantees you're going to get something new is if you go into the experience to what you were actually polarized against in your previous existence. Okay, and this is called spiraling out. So until you realize what's going on, and when you realize what's going on, you can actually get back control of your, your vehicles. You can then, like I said, speed up your aura in the, po in the direction that you need to go. See, there's no positive and negative in a tense to you need to be doing good or you need to be doing bad. It's about what are you building and what are you destroying? Are you taking down old things that need to be moved out of the way, old cobwebs, and are you building new things? So it's, you need both of these components. It's just about when you, in alchemy, if you get too much of something, it's gonna become a poison. There are vapors that can come off of the crucible that will burn a hole in your face. So the formulas have always been, and as we always know, the cure and the poison, they're together. It's just about how much, right? Because snake venom is actually an antidote for snake bite, but you serve it in micro doses. See? So everything is bundled like that. Anything that I bring into, into you potent, if I bring a macrobe in, meaning a being that existed more closer to the, pro the proximity of the Big Bang, meaning it's collected still all with its stardust. If I bring it into the itty-bitty living space of the Earth, which still has laws and rules and boundaries, even from the shore, all, I mean, there's, there's rules and boundaries all to the entire scope of this, it, it can't hold a degree. So anything that witnesses something like that, that's not ready to handle something like that, is going to have nothing but bad things to say. And so this dualistic game, like this game is ancient duality. And if we're looking to see, because we're already in the other world, that's the other thing. So if I say to you, if you're looking to get into the, that's even correct because you're already existing on these other spaces. The, uh, the thing that you need is amplification. And that's why you can, you can begin to see yourself as what Frank was saying. When you see the uncle they, it's, the, it's the timeline, it's the biorhythm. And what you've done is, because of the, the frequency is so high, you're collapsing what would normally be the veils. There's more than one. And then, because what, what happens is when you speed up in frequency, it's like a clock. You start moving at a faster FPS, frames per second. As the frames per second start speeding up, this actually allows you to see the spaces in between spaces and what went on in time. And this is, you know, this is dynamic. Like the uses for this, and, and this is even what William was, was mentioning in, in, in his um, in part of the work that he's getting ready to work on and that he's working on even is, you know, how you take the, what you witness there from the magnetics to the electrics to the shapes and the designs 
And then you begin to bring them into this world because you're actually birthing them. See, because many people know how to manifest into these higher planes. They, they do it all the time, especially when they're in sexual union. They always can manifest something there, but it doesn't mean that it will survive and make it all the way through the envelopes to make it to 3D. That journey is very similar to the semen attempting to try to make it to the egg and how many of them fall off before they actually get, to the, get there. The egg is symbolic of earth. And to actually get here as, as in, your, in your pod, and, and what I mean by this pod is that men are producing a microcosmic version, even an alchemical version of themselves within the semen. But the reason why they call it a seaman is because this seaman is on its way, this sailor is on its way through the ocean, and the ocean is symbolic of the womb. And what the ocean contains is at its depths, not on the surface, but at, as its depths, is all of those meteorites and stardust that fell. If you've ever held a meteorite before, the mass is incredible, it's super heavy. And so most of the meteorites hit the ocean because this is, <laughs> it, the planet is 70% water, more than 70% water. So most of the meteorites hit the ocean and when they hit the bottom, they all congeal there. And they're still in that, that prima materia, it's like the shilajit that leaks off the base of the, uh, uh, of the Himalayan mountains. It's, it's so mineralized, this is the water that's supposedly in Genesis that God's hovering over before he's about to create. You know, it's, all of this is a sexual or a sexual nature. Ah, I always wondered what hovering over the water meant. Yeah, you know what hovering over I thought over it was a UFO. <laughs> This is how it's going now. See, the reason why now all of our identity is being switched off into this alien lure is because the real alien, according to MK Ultra, is the, is the Netaru or nature. And this is why every time they show you the seed coming out of the pod and then remember the alien movie, it's the one that MK Ultra wants you to think is the alien. What was the alien? It was a female. And it was attempting to try to lay these eggs to survive. That is nature. And the reason why it's so alien is that when you walk in there on Diamond Tree, some call it DMT, or on one of those plants, and it starts opening up on you, then you'll see what the alien is about. Wow. I've never heard it phrased like that before. I do want to ask you on the other side, though, Seven, mm -hmm. our connection to nature Aren't we nature in ourselves? Of course. William, who is a shaman, would say that we are one with nature, and I've come to realize that myself, and that we are nature. We, we always see ourselves as separate from nature, but we really are nature. Right. We'll find out on the other side. Don't go anywhere. So what exactly is the nature of reality. So we're gonna find out, what is nature? Is nature a parasitic type of entity? Is it something that invades us? Are we maybe the parasitic entity? Joe Rogan has theorized the humans are actually a cancer. And if you take a look at planet Earth, we're spreading. Not only are we spreading, but we are doing some major damage to our mother Earth. But then again, that begs the question, what are we? Are we part of nature? Are we nature? Or is nature something separate from us? Everybody always says, oh, we have to get in touch with nature. No, I've always said we have to remember that we are nature. 
that the animals are are just like us and we're just like the animals. I mean, of course, there's some difference. We're a little more consciously evolved, but they're they're shifting in their consciousness too. I see a lot of animals, uh, especially on YouTube, where they're very, very intelligent, a lot more intelligent than you would think that they were or that you would think that they were 10 years ago. Or animals loving each other that are natural predators. So what, what exactly is going on here and what is reality? What is the nature of reality and what is nature? That's the big question. I want to get back to seven here in just a moment. W- William, give us your take, please, as a shaman on what nature is. Well, what nature is is what is. I guess that's the best, best way. We can talk about microcosm, macrocosms, and, and everything we want, but it is what is. We are part of that. We are not separated from it. And that's the biggest mistake we're making right now. Because, and I like what Seven was saying here, and Frank as well, when we were talking about things earlier, is we are part of that. By us trying to take ourselves away from this, uh, kind of defusing ourselves, shall we say, desensitizing ourselves away from the fact that, okay, we're, we're, part, we're different, we're man, we're more superior, that's the biggest mistake we could ever made. Because we're putting ourselves on a pedestal, and that's the last thing we need to be doing if we want to become in tune, in balance with nature which is ourself so if we become in tune and in balance within ourselves we're in balance with nature that's something that people they get mixed up and they think they have to do this or do that to get in balance no no the first thing we have to do is get to know who we are what we are understand that we are multi-dimensional multi-energy uh we're, we've evolved to this point right now where we're and we're going to go higher and that's why we're having all the chaos in the world right now is because people really don't know what to do about that. They haven't thought about it. They haven't experienced it before. And most of our fears come from what? Inexperience. Very well said, William. Uh, George Kavasilas was on the show with us last week, and he raised a very interesting point. He said all these people that want to save the trees and save the bees and save the whales and save those snails, they want the killing to continue because... This whole planet was built on killing. I mean, we have to kill to eat. We take life to eat. Um, animals take each other's lives. I mean, all it is is a, is a never-ending cycle of death and chaos and destruction. And we try to come in here and shine a little bit of light in this darkness. But ultimately, this whole construct that we live in is a parasitic and well, I mean, predatory and I, construct. I will have to say that that's when, it, when, that's when they're moving it. And, and there would be another tense of ourselves in that direction because it's still Wittershins and Diesels. It's either going to be death and destruction or basically the us going into the higher stage of our evolutionary honor. It's about how we're really spending it. And, and this is why we do see the, the, uh, the animals and things getting smarter. And we do see, you know, people that are, that are really starting to wake up to what's going on. But the, the magnitude of what we're talking about here, because we're still at the beginning. I mean, when we see nature truly, I mean, the forces of nature if we can gander for a moment that we are nature, and then if you've ever seen a hurricane or tornado or any of that kind of energy, you can also see where wow. there's a big responsibility to who we really are. And this training that we're experiencing in this universe or university is about being able to handle that responsibility. And you're, and you're getting that in degrees. And let me tell you, this whole process of incarnation, okay, just to make it very clear how it works, you will continue to experience tougher and tougher lives until you either grab the wheel and do what you need to do to guide your own being or 
continue to be pulled down into where your feeling about being here on earth will get to a point where you don't feel like you want to be here no more. Then you'll go to the sure. subjective plane. This is the natural process. See, what we're talking about, if we want to get graduated, we want to learn something, it's about how to find that, that balance in this. Because that's any of the, you know, the Hermes, you know, you got the rod of balance right there. The physical body is the staff of Hermes. You got the spine. And even if there's a dualistic thing, what you're really looking for is that, is that, that middle point. And if you're not on that middle point, which is called the moment, the Zen, if you're not on that, then where you are is you're in the gray areas. And that's why they come out with the 50 shades of gray. What that means is the absolutes are black and white. Those, those are the two colors that were uh, put into the Egyptian system of knowledge. And so we're on a seven color system, seven days of the week. We're on that system. Nine is about those two absolutes, black and white, which are not the absence of color because the absence of color is clear. Those two absolutes ping-ponging all of the humans, the humans in the prison, prism, meaning that this spectrum of color, yellow, black, green, whatever, ping-ponging them back and forth. And that's why any real societies that know this occult knowledge, and there's a bit more than most people think, because again, it, extend, it extends through time. The first thing that a king is going to look for is how to annihilate time. That's the first thing. And not to mention the first king was already in a position where its body was capable of doing that. And that's why they call him the old king. See, we just, we can't put it all together because we don't have the, all the degrees sometimes. But if you think about it, if I just go to your mother's mother's, your mother's mother, your mother's mother, and I got the time and the space to go keep going back, I'm going to eventually get to a grand form that, see, this is why the word king comes from the word kahin or came even, this word has been corrupted over time, but means an actual male-female, an androgynous, meaning a being that came out even in the physicality with both creation and, and uh, both the import and export equipment. How else would we get here? But the thing is, is that when you study technology again, and you look in there, you know, if you understand what you're looking at, it's nothing on the human body. Like, this thing is wet work. Like, you couldn't even just get in here and try to plug one thing and do another thing. You, you need to come out with a laser right away. So it just lets us know. And, that, and that's why I bought up in, in one of my courses, because we have a, a school now. But I bought up that CERN spent 16, excuse me, 13 billion trying to figure out what's inside of you. They see they're, they're headlong in the wrong direction. You're watching the scientific God die. They're looking to find God on a monochrome monitor <laughs> in a blink of a screen. It's, it's lost there. You see? But there's this other area that's happening because he will come and get them too. Never think that you're going to be leaving anything behind. We have a model, all is self. This is the highest maximum, meaning that the highest a person could ever reach is to realize that they're everything. Now, we're on a slow trip back. And this trip is scary because, remember, the strength of a, of a volcano, you have to eventually get to the point of realizing that power within yourself and understanding how to, like Dan Winter talks about, steer that tornado, meaning when you do get to understanding the energetics of your body, keeping that in balance with the rest of the system and the people that are, you're experiencing and all the magnetism that you're causing. And there's a lot that goes on that needs to be managed, but that's the ascent. And this is, this is happening, it's happening right now. Like, we, we've already seen it. And then guess it, what? It, Others have too. 
<laughs> it is, and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Seven, before we go too far ahead, um, I think William wanted to chime in. William? No, I was just going to say, you know, uh, you get to a point where you go past this, you know, and, and that's the object. You you do become the observer. You are the duality. You are everything that you are looking for. Uh, once you come to the point of realization of that, then the, then the flow of the energy starts really flowing within you and around you. William, we've got the break hitting us. I'm going to come back to you on the other side and also to Frank, too, because he's been sitting very quietly absorbing everything. Yeah, he's very But I do have to say, though, that I don't know if I can go along with the idea of an observer because I can't sit still when I see an injustice. I have to act. We'll be right back. When I see an injustice, I, I feel like I have to act. I feel like that's what I'm here for, is to help offset some of this balance. I'm a being of light. I, I don't see any darkness within me. I mean, I see darkness that creeps within me sometimes, and I make a conscious effort to release that darkness and to remove that darkness and expel it, and it's been a struggle, but that's part of my journey, I think. But what I'm striving for is to be closer to the light and, and to be a light being myself. Um, because that's, I feel like I was a light being before I came here. Then I came here to try to set some, some rights wrong. I mean, I can't stand to see any, any injustice. I can't stand to see people suffering, homeless people. I usually don't talk about this stuff, but like homeless people, I got to buy them something to eat. Um, you know, when I see something, something wrong going on just today, uh, some people came to go hang out at the lake right outside of our house and the homeowners association president came and kicked them out. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys come over here, park your car in my driveway and you're my guests. Go enjoy yourself because it's everybody's lake. It doesn't belong to just one person. It doesn't just belong to the neighborhood, even though it's supposed to be, you know, for the neighborhood, but still it's everybody's lake. Every, every human being has a right to it. And I, I can't just sit back. Well, especially on a day as hot as today, it's what, a hundred and 101 degrees out there. And you're going to make, you're going to say to a child, you're going to look them right in the eye and say, no, you can't swim here because you don't live here. Yeah. Sorry. That's, you can't cool off here. That's, that's the world that we've created for ourselves. And so we have to try to right these wrongs. But I have heard from many different cultures, not only the natives, but Buddhists and other more spiritual type of religions or practices or traditions, more spiritual than the mainstream that you have to be the observer, that that's what the whole goal is. William, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, becoming the observer doesn't mean you sit there and do nothing. There's a lot of responsibility with being the observer. And this is something that most people do not talk about. Could I sit there and see a child go without water or anything? If I had the capability to turn around and make sure that child had what it needed, water-wise, food-wise, oh, hell yes, in a minute. The main thing about being the observer is you come to a point of seeing the whole picture and understanding really what's going on at the deepest level, your dualities, your connection with everything, understanding that we here on Earth are part of a distant planet 10 galaxies away. You know, we have to understand, and, and that's a deep thought right there, but that's a good thing. And the big thing about being an observer is when you do see something going on and you do see that it is not right, or this person is going to get hurt if they do something, and you don't act, you're doing something wrong. 
even though that these people may turn around and, shall we say, be finishing a karmic debt, however you want to put it, you know, and climbing higher on the ladder, going over things until they get it right and get it right and climb on top of the mountain, so to speak. But the fact is that a lot of people got this misinterpretation, misunderstanding, shall I say, of what an observer is. There's a massive uh, responsibility of being the observer because, number one, you already know what's going on out there. Your job is when you observe something is to try to help set things right. And that's why shows like this and individuals like Frank, Savan, myself, you, we're out there trying to help people understand. We can only take baby steps with people. See, I don't look at time as time as myself anymore. It doesn't really exist for me. I mean, we have to do this show in between this time and this time, but then I have to go ask my wife, okay, where's the clock? Where's the wife? I've got to go back to the time schedule again. Because out in my life and what I do, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I have a light period of time, a day period, and a night period of time. I do things in between. And I don't set a time for certain things normally. Let me jump in for just, I, just a moment, William. Sure. Okay, how long, you, how long have you been married? My wife and I? Yes. Almost 40 years. And you still haven't figured out that when your wife says 7 o'clock, it means 7 o'clock? Nope. <laughs> it does, my friend. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Uh, you know, my friend, everybody tells me, you're, you're on Indian time, you know, and it's a big joke because if somebody tells me, oh, we were going to start this at this time, well, I'm the first one to not be there or I'm there early or whatever, but we all get it done. We all still do the normal day, daily things, but the point is when you're dealing at a deeper level, of, I should say a higher level of existence, time really doesn't mean that much to you anymore, that concept of what it is. What you step into is a world of doing, uh, a, a world of uh, understanding uh, everything more on a deeper level, like he was saying, you know, Sivan, about these dualities of ourselves. Most people only think of one aspect of themselves. They're not thinking of the male or female aspect of, do you know, each every one of us before we're born, we're female, before we're male. You know, a lot of people don't think about this, but you really have to look at the whole picture. And when you do, then you can start to see ways of out uh, on how to get out of the problems that the world is in today. Uh, I really see cures for everything, but I'm not in control where I can turn around and make the decisions for the planet, just as I think a lot of us have ideas that would help. Uh, but we have a, a controlling source out there that doesn't want our evolutionary process to interfere with their domination, shall we say, but they have no choice. Uh, we're going to run over them like a freight train. It's just the way it's going to be. You know what? I can relate to what you're saying because I understand that in order to make a real change in the world, there has to be a lot of events that take place which will probably displace a lot of people. And what I mean by displace yep. a lot of people is a lot of people will be leaving this plane of existence because the old mentality has to die away. Otherwise, we're just going to take it into whatever new we create and it's just going to turn into the exact same mess. I understand this. The elite understand this. The people pushing the New World Order agenda understand this. The only thing that I disagree with is that I don't feel that anybody has a right to provoke this type of change. This change should happen naturally. But I do understand, as an observer, as a higher consciousness, these horrible events have to take place in order to make a change. Well, I mean, I, you know, as, as a creator, you know, it's, it's whatever you want. You just need to know what you're doing. Because if you say you want to be a bagger, it's not hard for me to get you into that kind of incarnation. But if you say you want to That's be right. something massive, then you need to understand what comes with that. And, but I, I, there's, in the limitless, there's nothing that's impossible. But and it's kind of clear. And I think anyone who, who's been just a little bit onto the threshold, 
can see that clearly the energy is there and it's catchy like it like people t can touch you and you know many of its experiences now but when you go into the high vibration or whatever you want to call it if people even touch you it's like a shakti to them and then they have an experience they basically their That's kundalini right. goes up so if we understood what was going on though because remember in, in india there's this temple and it, they call it the tantric temple and you just see all these people in these different sex positions that's actually the spaceship in tantra the secret mystery is, is that basically there's people that are there's beings that are steering and then there's others that are powering the unit and then there's others that are capacitors so the the entire group functions as a live organic ship with each person playing the uh, the role if you may of what they do best or what position they want to be in in this right and so we still have yet to to really tap into the the real forces and, and as i said the reason why i'm optimistic because i'm not a fool like I, I run on logic in many cases just to stay away from the the mind control and the programming that lingers around just even the subject matter of what we're talking about but even that logic tells me that look you know you can gauge it it's just like what frank said if you see this thing <laughs> now they weren't talking about this in school so what else do you think they're talking about? And this what else do you think they're not talking about? And then this becomes then the big trust factor. How much do you really trust what you're experiencing? Because if you take it for real and it starts to become real to you, it, just like William was saying, then all, all of a sudden the reality, it morphs into something more real. And, and that, <laughs> and per se, because I've been having my experience with that lately. That's what I mean by the oh, degrees. Yeah. So we've even gone beyond what's happening on Earth and what's going on on Earth. It's now about, okay, now you're in this, you're now being required to have courage. <laughs> you're now being required to have these, the real basic fundamentals, which you would call the netaru or nature, the characters of nature. You're required to have them as like an absolutely. And, you know, even coming against water, water will f blow you away as far as the flow. It'll just get you in the flow and then you, you'll watch your whole identity go down the river if, in, in not understanding what you're dealing with, right? Because that, that's a, the big thing about this is it's not, um, I like to make it as fun as possible, but the adept is an adult. So it's, you're getting into this stuff, but there's been stories about people who've gone in and, and weren't buckled down tight, and that, you know, they come, yeah. they don't even actually come back. They say in other words, and we've seen it. It, it. They even have a name for it, the Jerusalem syndrome. And so th mm -hmm. this is what I can, can call sometimes just the abortion that may occur when a person is trying to penetrate into the spiritual realm so uh, rapidly that, you know, they, they face some blowback. But the good thing is to erect the inversities inside of ourselves. You know, William, William, hold right there. We'll come back to you on the other side. And... Wow, we were at the end of the hour already. Seven, give us the websites real quick. It's just secretenergy.com. If you want to check out the courses, it's secretenergy4 slash enroll. We just got started, but you can't catch the archives. But it's amazing. E like, we're going through a lot of stuff, so it's amazing. Excellent. Palehorsex.com is Frank's website and williamwhitecrow.com, of course. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number three coming up. We may go into hour number four as well. Um, but I want to get Frank's take on the other side. We'll be right back. From the city above the clouds, off the peaks of the Rocky Mountains, this is Truth Frequency Radio with Chris and Cherie Geo. Wherever you are, make it TFR. Let the rhythm be your guiding light. 
Somebody just sent me an interesting article. Cops shoot man in head who waved for help with a towel. The officers reportedly believe the 48-year-old father of two had a gun when he flagged them down with a towel wrapped around his hand. They were, of course, in an unmarked police car, which they're not supposed to be doing, really. Here in Washington, it's actually against the law for a police, a police car to be uh, unmarked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's why you never see any unmarked ones. Awesome. But they get around that by putting a little bitty marking on the car. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. But something's got to be done. And this is why we do shows like this, is so we can try to elevate the consciousness out there and at the very least help some separate themselves from the rest. Even though we want to be united, but there has to be a level of separation too because I don't want to be anywhere around these type of people. This isn't the type of people that I am. But maybe if I shine my light, my my light will shine on the darkness and maybe their lights will shine because they catch fire for my light. We'll see. We've got Seven Bomber on the line with us, William White Crow and Frank Castle, hour number three right here on Truth Frequency. And um, William, you had something you wanted to state before the break. Yeah, it was basically, I was listening to, and to Savon here talk about, you know, the person seeing their life flow, flow down the river. Well, that definitely happens to a lot of people out there. But you know what? Sometimes that's what has to happen. Sometimes people have a perception of themselves. And it's just so far from what reality is. And, it, and it's their game. It's their journey. They're the ones that have to go through it. But sometimes people have to throw away a total perception of who they are and what they are to turn around and take a step forward into understanding exactly who and what they really are. And uh, that's when he said that. I just, I just thought, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes this does have to happen. You know, we, they're, they're always going, oh, my God, what's happening here? I'm losing everything. But sometimes people have to hit the bottom before they can really see what's up. And I know it sounds hard, and I've seen it many times happen to a lot of people, but it's a very good thing to happen because they learn and then they experience more and they're able to have a better perception, understand a larger paradigm of what's really going on. And over time, hopefully understand why whatever event it was that sent their life that way, that way. Uh, But I've seen a lot of good come out of that for people, especially a lot of the students that I taught over a period of time. I've watched two in particular. Uh, oh, I'm this and I'm that and everything, and I, I'm, I, I know where I'm at. And another one, well, I'm not good enough, and I can't understand. Two total opposites. Yeah. And when they realized what and who they really were, they actually kind of changed places in their paradigms. It was just uh, fantastic to see the growth uh, from that. That's where basically where I wanted to go when he's talking about, you know, what people watching their riot, uh, lives go down the river and everything. And sometimes that's a good thing. That has to happen in order for us to turn around and really throw away everything and and start anew and start our journey on the right track. That is very true, William. One of the best things that ever happened to me in my life was as a teenager, I got arrested for drugs and wound up going to prison. And I've talked about it openly on the the show before. This was 20 years ago, so it was ancient history. But in hindsight, had that event not happened, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes you have to just, everything has to be destroyed. Everything has to be removed. And then you can start to rebuild again. Frank, you've done a lot of rebuilding in your, in your journey. Well, the whole, um, the whole journey has been rebuilding and losing everything. I mean, literally just going through life and saying, wow, everything I've ever known, um, that I've been taught by someone else 
has been kind of a lie and it's backwards or for some strange reason and you can't get straight answers and <clears throat> I was explained to it like this because when you guys were talking about nature I when I had my experience like physically was in the room with me and explaining to me that what was happening was a little bit unnatural and that we were like the fight back against that and that's why it's going to raise quickly and happen very fast people are going to start popping up the lessons that you learn are going to be quick and if you're ready they compared it to me they said oh you want to be a superhero and it's funny uh, a person that I, I i work with on on my energies and stuff said you do realize the whole superhero theme what's happening to you they lose batman right loses his his parents right in front of him he's afraid his whole life of the bats and then becomes that what what he feared he became and he overcame it superman his whole planet blew up he was sent here the punisher his whole family was killed captain america everyone died after he saved him like you know he went on and lived after he was taken out of the ice everyone loses themselves fully and then comes out the hero if that is your journey and everyone can be the hero kind of like rogan says of your own little movie and when you start acting like that, it'll start paying off. Like it stripped me down and then built me back up. And I say it as the, it's the force of nature. It's like meant, it was telling me, you're, you're stuck in a paradigm and you have to take yourself off the chessboard. That's why you keep messing up. You're, you're playing the game the wrong way because they are making it like they're forcing this really evil thing onto us and it's gonna it's corrupted and they're trying to go for broke that's why when i say there's a war going on spiritually there really is well and the crazy right. well i was yeah, just we gonna could, say the craziest thing about that paradox is that the thing that we think is protecting us whether it's you know jealousy when it's with our partner or whether it's you know the the religious ideologies that we cling to the thing that we think is protecting us is actually hurting us even more Absolutely. Definitely in many cases, yeah. It's like trying to I swim with lead boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many friends do you have to lose? Because they're like, oh, well, this kid talks to entities. I go, I don't, I'm, a, it's as bizarre to me as it is to you. But it explained to me, look, you've been bred for this kind of comic books and the hip hop world, being on stage and everything and everybody looking. Now we're going to flip it. And now it's going to be used for, for this. You know, because uh, the voice is there. And I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And all of a sudden, my life has purpose again. And I try to tell people I see them stuck in the paradigm. I'm like, you have the ability. You, I was, um, you have the ability to snap out of this. And, and you have, when, when you have the ability, all you have to do is say, yes, I want this. You see hopelessness. You have to believe that, no, I'm not hopeless. And all of a sudden, a new path lights up. You know, these mm -hmm. are things that yeah. you have to learn. It's like, it's like people have to, they have to kind of experience themselves. I get so upset. I'm like, the wave's going to hit. I use the waves as an example. I don't mean a wave's really going to hit us, but something happens and you're not going to be prepared. So why do you keep sticking your face down into this hole? Why do you keep sticking to this paradigm? You know, anything that I've done and any entity that's talked to me, I'm, am I a better man? Everybody that knows me around me is like, oh my God. It's like, it's just generating awesomeness. And I'm like, well, I kind of started inward. I saw the little connection. I started talking to things. I made a few mistakes, you know? I let go of my past. 
you know, I wasn't a bad person, but I was, you know, who I wasn't a great. I was like Chris. Uh, we we talked about this a bunch of times. I got locked up too, and don't, when I got locked up, I was so afraid. I was the only white kid there. I was in Broward County in Florida, and everybody was screaming at me. And in that time, I sat in a meditative style for the first time, and I was like, "Something better's got to be here, man." Some, I'm so scared. And boop, I popped out of my body. And I, I, I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> you get to the, you're like, "Whoa!" But that's what started the journey. It really started that way back then. Yeah, that's what happened. That's it has to happen that way with everybody. In order for a person to turn around and take their personal journey and go, they have to turn around and stop and look at it and say, I am more than what everybody else thinks I am. I'm even more than what I perceive myself as being. I can do these things. These are the things that we have to look at and how we have to look at ourselves from a new point of view, a new paradigm. And your life, everything will grow by leaps and bounds. And there's nothing that can stop you once you understand how that energy works, uh, and it does. Uh, you uh, had the positive attitude. You put it out there. You go. You know, you'll have a few bumps in the road, but for the most part, because of the way you're looking at things, those are the types of energies that are going to come around and come back to you. Uh, you're doing good things out there to good people. I mean, to make uh, you know lives for people better in, in every possible way. That's going to come back around to you too. The key here is for people to understand when a gift comes knocking at the door. Accept it. And it comes in every weird way you could possibly imagine. Definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the path will light up in front of you in your weirdest moment ever, and someone will just walk out of nowhere or something will happen, a sign, a billboard, mm-hmm. a, a radio, a song that you're like, okay, well, that's just a coincidence that that song came on, and you flip the station, and there's another one on, and you're like, oh, you're really trying to hit me that way tonight, huh? Hit you a thousand different ways. Yep. Yeah, well, they're checking. They're checking if you're tuning in. They want to know oh, yeah. that you know. Their job facilitates your awakening. That's why everyone's oh, yeah. waking up. Like, you know, if you have a guide or a friends, you know, I have two. So they're constantly here. I'm in contact you know, with everything on a regular basis. It's amazing. Once you get to that level and the level of understanding what's going on, really nothing bothers you anymore. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It's not, don't, you don't have to trust in the entities or the whatever. You have to believe in you. You'll know. Yeah. 100%. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, what do you think? What do you think? And what did you, you know, just take a deep breath, calm down, don't get into the astonishment end of it, and believe in yourself. Go inward. Take back the energy you're giving outward and bring it back and then start your little bubble. You know, build it up again and then you could uh, project that outward. That would be like taking care of everybody wants to save the world. Well, you could save the world by maybe just being a better person in your house. And then it starts giving well, off energy and everybody starts becoming a little bit more. Well, a little more conscious of what's really going on, yeah. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. And, and I've been studying Gnosticism lately. And I didn't mean to interrupt anybody. If I did, I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I, I think that the deepest and the richest people I've ever met have all been through something horrific, whether it's, you know, something that they dealt with themselves or something that happened to a family member. You know, they've been through something that took them right to the edge to where they had to consciously make a choice to walk back from that edge of totally losing it. And then through that, through that hardship and through 
that um, bruising process, it, uh, it not only hardened them a little bit, but it also allowed them to birth a new them through it, uh, through the suffering and through the hardships. And it's almost like you have to have that bad experience in order to, to realize all of, the, all of this higher knowledge. Sure. Um, I was going to go to sense. William first. Yeah, that, that makes uh, perfect sense to me. Uh, I've seen most of the highly, I'll use the word enlightened here, most of the highly enlightened people I know have been the ones that have been through the most dramatic, just bad things happen, losing their family, losing this, then things happen into them where they end up paraplegic or quadriplegic or, and things like this. Life just keeps slamming them down. But they keep coming back up. It's like a giant social experiment, by the way, which is a lot of things I like to watch on uh, on YouTube. I would advise people do, to do that. Uh, it tells you a, a lot about where man is. You know, that's like a grand social experiment that we have to go through uh, to join the club, in a sense. But they've also been the poorest and, and those that have had the least. Mm -hmm. And uh, my experiences in all my life, being 61 years old, is. This is where I've got the, the most wisdom, the most understanding and truth between these people that went through these things. I, I agree with you, Sheree. Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you think, Frank? Um, the only people that I seem to even gravitate to, and I'm going to just say this openly, is people that are just like me. Like we, I don't know how many of you felt alone out there prior to getting some understanding of what's really happening. It's pretty scary. I've had people look at me crooked, and I'd be sitting in, in my room like, oh, this is really happening, isn't it? And then I'd get answers like, yes, <laughs> get up. <laughs> and you're like, all right, this is how we're going to rock and roll. And I'm, then I realized the bigger picture of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you talked to me, helped me out. I tell you something, it helps you out. Now you got a bigger piece of the puzzle. And we all start connecting. We have this, like, through the internet we created, we are creating our own internet spiritually. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's like we're breaking. Because you know how many times I felt all kinds of crazy things? I would, ne I would never even want to mention them. But yet the stuff I talk about is insane to some people. Right? And then they find it themselves. And they're like, yo. I was able to see the, the colors, that, that energy tube you talked about, and I was able to move it. But it was in a dream, so I don't know if that was real. So, you know, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, well, that was the step, the first step I took into heading in the direction I went. Aya just happens to be the way I did it. She explained why to me. I was completely blocked. Like how much calcification, how much unhealthiness, how much hamburgers, how much cigarettes. Um, how much ego before you're completely you know something's there because you're powerful everyone's powerful it's just how you're you're tapping into it you know and it's just it's it's based all wrong no one's ever teaching you this as a child no one ever helps you with this you're labeled as nuts right away right and you you, you got to say to yourself hey man you you kind of know there's something going on when I saw it I went I knew it I, I but who would believe that and they're like, that's the trick, man. Like, the veil is there, and everyone knows about it, but they give you some hippie story <clears throat> to make you feel and give yeah. your energies away, and you're supposed to be <laughs> creating. 
You're supposed to, you are supposed to, I was told, I was like, where have you been? You left me. You left all of us. Once they, I mean, the severity of the situation, I actually care. I care now more than I've ever cared in my life. And I'm like, how could you do this to us? And he said, what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. And I said, yeah, you have, haven't you? He goes, you, you drank a vine and a root and you came and saw me. You're actually sitting with me. So let's fix this a little bit. Let's get a re-understanding. But then there's a compassion also. And you have to learn from that. You have to take that with you. And you have to understand that people are blocked. Call it what you want. They are problems on some levels and other levels. They're just problems to themselves. And you need to separate from that because misery loves company. Very so well we said. find ourselves going to the person that, that, you know, you've been through it. Chris, you've been through it, man. Me and you both know it. I've been through it. And guess what? We're like brothers. That is true. You know, well, my friends are right here. And, you know, we're talking. We're all friends. Here's my friend. Yep. Here's my, my energy, my vibe, my people, my tribe, whatever you want to call it. It's where we're here together. This is happening because it had to happen. They need five heads all from different areas and from different things, different age brackets, different crazy things happening to come together to make one person snap out of it. And that one person can snap out 10. Even accidentally, you could wake somebody up, you know, and it's not your job to wake up everyone. You start with you. Don't take a deep breath. I know it's a lot to think about. But literally in 11, less than 11 months, in, in 10 months, I've been through the ringer with this whole thing. And I'm jacked and charged and I'm full of light and I'm ready to start handing it out by the bucketful. Wow. You know? Fantastic. Um, William and Frank, I'm going to let you guys go in about 12 minutes because I want to wrap it up with um, seven in the last half hour. Um, but right now, seven, anything you want to chime in on as far as what William and Frank have been talking about? Oh man, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm I'm just back here, or in front of here, and all on the side, enjoying the you know the conversation. And, and as the brother said, you know, friends are are the frequency, and uh, and then you know we work to to increase that spectrum. But you know, just to to also um, chime in on what Cherie was talking about, you know, a lot of this is is I spent a lot of time um, just drawing the maps to tell you. The Wait, truth. I'm sorry. Before before you go any further, William, can you mute your line because there's a lot of background noise. Thank you. Um, All right, go ahead. Well, I, I spent a lot of time just just drawing the maps and, and running myself through the courses because, you know, I'm, I'm in the action point now. So rather than me trying to chase it, it's actually pulling me in. So I realized that it wasn't going to stop. So I need to just prepare myself for that point. And, uh, and then realistically, again, when you raise your frequency, you're gonna, it's all still harmonic. So you're only going to really be attracting people who are on the same frequency. It's only when you're in the vortex, which is closer to zero point, that you really start getting piled in on top of each other. And so what I mean by I spend a lot of time you know, mapping it is like if you look at an inverted triangle, in the bottom is the, is the vortex. And so what collects there, and that's also where the zero point is, even with the hourglass, that's the connection point. What actually connects there is, is just all of the essence on top of each other. So this is also why there's bacteria, there's, there's things that you don't want to happen, there's negative frequencies, there's all of that in the vortex because what it actually is is the, the path to the other door, basically. So let's say what white and black really are are their doors. 
So there's some people who've come to the realization of uh, the, of the matrix by entirely different means. I wouldn't uh, just automatically assume that everyone had to go through what we would call the, the bottom end of the vortex, which is also where I've been through, to tell you the truth. So it does ring true in that way. But I know of other individuals who it was their propensity to be able to contain a large amount of energy in their body and a large amount of will. Like I met one guy who was an Olympic swimmer. And uh, he was capable of doing these things because at one point when he just kept swimming, he cracked into the Zen and then he could handle the energy and he just kept going. And so th there's different stories, but as I, I was explaining earlier, it, it's all a mechanism. Uh, um, there's a period where we do a lot of introspective, introspection to ourselves and we're fixing ourselves. Every time we even go to the ceremonies after a while, whatever it is that you're using to go to your ceremonies, it's always coming in for repairs. But there's a point where you're fixed and you're, you're, you're perfect in, in your mirror. And then now that's what I call the day after ascension. So when you get to that point to try to, to, try to um, solve some of the biggest issues, it don't become an issue at all because Saul or the sun, which is soul, existed before what we would term as a problem. A problem is a negative energy or a dark, darker energy, right? It has its uses, its prime materia, its ma'at, its matter. It's, it, it, it's the panuncia, we can use it to do different things. It's malleable, we can shape and form it and fashion it through different planets. We can do all sorts of stuff, but are you benched? <laughs> That's the big thing here, because if you're just a seed and you're coming through your experiences to really become the tree, all of these preliminaries that you're experiencing, this is all a part of shaping you up. And so what, we, what we've done is, is we've just, We've, we've taken the old maps, because remember, this, there was an Enlightenment era. The last Enlightenment era was 300 years ago, 200 years ago, the Age of Reason just was there, and all the knowledge was sequestered. It was, most of the knowledge comes from the ocean, if not all of it. And what was gathered by the Royal Society and, 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 and even what was accepted Freemasonry, what was gathered in those annuals, which you can now find on archive.org, were all the ship logs, even to the Challenger. This is the, the actual ship vessel that sailed the ocean not the space shuttle that blew up, but that bought all of the specimens from the Radiolaria to the Medusa to all of these different pods and things that basically the whole discovery of where we came from and the origins of, of, of our entry point. Okay, and because I'm not talking about the unbegotten, and there's still, if you really want to baffle your mind, and we talk about it very briefly, but we don't come from anything, we're self generated. It blows past logic. <laughs> So you're not going to get an explanation for it. Just like the subjective plane, you're, if you start doing it, if you start trying to explain it, you're already in gross error. It's just all about, hey, what kind of action are we going to get to? So I like what, Frank, you want to talk about the superhuman. I mean, we're heralding superhuman for five, six years of going in, changing the, basically terrain modification, changing the intake of the body. So that way it gets on more pure forms of what it could, quote unquote, be addicted to, air, heat, light, real addictions, not, uh, you know, plants that are several steps down the biome that are just trying to bridge you to your next stage of consciousness, but and even have their own agenda. <laughs> you see, because everything is alive. So the mother and all of her aspects and all, the, all these beings are alive. And they, you know, this is, the grander you get, the bigger the party is. <laughs> the smaller you are and the petty you are, you become shellfish or selfish. The clipot which is basically the term used in the Kabbalah about when you start getting slower, and this is when you're going into the vortex, things accumulate on you. This is actually lower vibration frequency. How you back negative energies away very fast is just imagine what you see every day in the sky.
the sun. Because the moment in any of these stages that you're on any of these substances or whatever, you're on meditation or whatever, and when you start thinking of the sun, you can hear the frequency ride up. If you want to hear your frequency, you just put some earplugs in, you go lay down in the bed, and you listen, and there'll be a ring. You can pull that ring up and pull it down. So the thing is, is that, see, the knowledge, <laughs> that's why this, it's 360 degrees in a wheel. What is that? That's phi. The bodies are built on phi. This is the secret to the pentagram. 72 degrees times five, 360 degrees. Now, why do you see this symbol everywhere? And that's why sometimes we just have to make sure that we smack everyone across the face real quick and say, look, you know, yeah, you can be in Freddy Krueger's dream until you wake up quite a few times. Have you ever been in a dream within a dream? You know, you get in the dream, you come out of the dream, you're walking around the world, and then all of a sudden you wake up again? Whoa. You see what I mean? So all, but to really track that, though, because talking about it, you know, you know, we were, we're doing it. And, but these are the steps to do it. It's about the energetic potential and how much the body can hold. And this is also in the consciousness, how you feel when the energy is moving through your body, and also the understanding of taking control of the, the globe of your body, meaning the head, your intake, as above, so below. What are you seeing? What are you smelling? What are you t eating and tasting? Because all of that is going to affect all the lower worlds. To turn off the external world for a moment, because it's going to run like a TV, and look at yourself as that's really where the war is going on. And the last knowledge that passed through here said that, look, where you are based on what just recently happened, which is a very long story, but it's your progress now. This is, the, this is where you, you feel yourself off of how well you get yourself out of this, was in the cossacks of your spine. That's where Kundalini is coiled, because see, in the vortex, the vortex would then, the bottom of the pier would then would terminate at the bone area of the spine. Thus, it would leave us there almost suspended in zero point, which is known as stasis. It's the, basically the, the problem you have to worry about on worlds. And then when you're there, you're, you're not only sleep, but there's also strata built on top of you. Because if you notice, the Cossacks has the other part of the tale or the story stacked on top of it. This is why I say we have to actually become brave again. Do you know how difficult something that you're not to, like that, that you need to make yourself? And this is about being real. We've been domesticated. You can watch a dog a wolf be domesticated into a dog over four generations. But you're not going to go pet no real wolf. <laughs> so just understand the, the level of consciousness that this being had that we're inside of right now. And what it's actually capable of doing, it would have to be sleep. I mean, the, it's logical to say, okay, we're sleep. We're in the sleep frequency. And then when you uncoil, because see, that's the thing about what the vortex does. It, it's, it's basically... <laughs> it's a crucible, so it's trying to make you as small and minuscule as possible, but every part of the whole, every part in this is going to contain the whole. So this is the planets in the universe doing real alchemy on you. <laughs> and so now when it's squeezing you down the vortex, that's why everyone else is on top of each other. It's horrible. It's how they actually depict the bad worlds, right? The hell, right? And so what happens is, is that to get out of that, to get the thrust because when you're in the meditation, it's not hard to see the air is coming out from the bottom of the body. And then to, to hold that air, to tighten up the, the cossacks, and remember, this is all ancient knowledge. I mean, excuse me, tighten up the, the sphincter. And then hold the energy up. These are the basic bandhas. So I come from a place where none of that was important at all, but only to me. Because even as a child, 
anyone that's in this, it's really more rather than the bad things happening because it's just like, you know, the angel in the world of hell for a moment, basically. And that's, you know, you're, you're getting a good weathering for what you need to be doing next. Who do you think they actually send in on these situations of when the whole planetary system needs to wake up because they pulled themselves so low in the vortex? But don't, don't actually think for one moment that once we get into certain parts of the vortex, we don't have in our firmware, this is what our ancestors did, in our firmware an alert. Now, if you call that a bad thing, in the knowledge of the Mashiach, it meant the sacrifice. It meant you were about to basically die. But here's the key. You have to die daily. If you can die every moment, because this is a willful Going into the vortex, this is like, man, I'm going full throttle. This should keep these spiders off my back. I'm going right into the core of the earth and then out through the other side. Because I have the thrust from the vortex to keep pushing me. And this is why most people go through the experience, and the experience is crazy for them. Like, they see these demons, and because you're in the center of the earth. You're in basically the netherworld. And remember, our ancestors, they left all of these maps. Like, I got all of this stuff. I see, when seeing is believing... I have larger libraries than any libraries that I've seen. We've, the resistance, that's the, the original platform is the resistance. You can still Google the resistance and get the page on the front page. We were back here still doing something and then also on the ethereal realm. But it, it, the ones who are coming into this and getting this information, it's triggering them and they're knowing what they, what they need to do. We have to also educate ourselves. That's why we started the university. Simple things like crystals have pairings. You don't just really throw one crystal with another crystal if you really want to get something going on. The crystals have a geometric pattern, and when you make the two that come together together, they get synergy. And then this pulls, pushes off what would be about 1.5 millivolts, what would be basically a trickle charge to a human body. So if you're trickle charging every single night, that means every time you wake up, you're fully powered and the chakra system is ready to go. We call this spirit tech, as in the, the vein of Aztec, the real technology. What Frank was saying, the beings that, you know, they just have this massive technology and they don't go anywhere and it's because they're anchored. They're called fixed stars. This is to make sure that, see the stars are the frequencies. They emit the light, the light is the program. The program is all these different wavelengths, all the animals and all these different things. So, yes, if we start seeing the animals starting to disappear, we're basically seeing certain colors disappear and the bridge of light could potentially collapse like that. But at the same time, a collapse of the bridge of light, which you just seen in what you said about experiencing these crazy things that catalyze everything, would be the equivalent of that if it collapsed. So it's a win-win situation. But of course... The, I guess they say the, the Heru or the Horu would want to pull the entire sphere. This is like in the vein of Father Atlas or something. Bring all the celestial spheres back into balance via something very similar to meditation, but it's real, where your imagination actually becomes the component in the language. You drop the lower triangle, which is the lower half of the cabal. It's all the languages that are the flames of the fire. Meaning language was developed off of how, it, how the flame licks and appears against the wall. Because that gives you the degrees. <laughs> you see, so this ancient knowledge, this is from Druid to Kemet. We're not, there's nothing we're missing in the spectrum. There's no, 
that's when you really start collapsing the wall. See, so this is why, again, just to chime it in, because there's some racial stuff going on. The, the race game is always going to be a card that's pulled because it's still a color spectrum. So the opposing poles are, are going to only try to turn up this feeling that we're separate to keep stabilizing the plane, because the plane is built on separation. But this doesn't mean, what I'm, what I'm getting to here is that this doesn't mean this is what you have to be doing. This is what happens when there is a hive. Five. It's five. Five is a hive. It's a queen. But a queen, not in the tense of it just being a man, but it knows how to procreate on its own. It's parthenogenic. And so, you know, even to get into the whole alien thing, I don't even go with that. Alien is something when it's foreign to you. If you know what it is and you know it's a part of self, then you cease, it ceases to be an alien planet. Then you realize that you have allies everywhere. And not only that, it's a timeline. So the joke is on you. There's a timeline where everything went well, and there's a timeline that it went horrible. There's a timeline for every single thing because that's what timelines do. But which one are you on? And that's why all the stuff, like it's going to be smokescreen from CNN. Canaan is always going to attempt to keep everyone on the dimension that it's on. I mean, even there was a new Mad Max movie. They had a guy feeding on the other guy from a tube. This is symbolic of what you would be dealing with. Dan Winter talked about it. It's the Saturnalian principle, the grayness even of the moon, that what that frequency all ties into. This is called the grays. These are the ones who remain in that gray area, right? They're black and white. That's the colors of the masonry. But see, what we're here to do is we're here to pick up the torch and to take it even to the next level, to where these beings, these beings drop the torch. See, this is, this is where compassion comes in. Compassion is the compass to Zion. Compa compass Zion. It's all in the words. So when you have that compass, when you can, have, when you can see something, what would be horrible for others and wish it into perfection. That means you've taken it now as what your mother would take it as. That's why they call her Tiamat, Yamaya, the mother of monsters, meaning the planet still will embrace her children even as the child is deformed. So until we even can get on that spectrum, we're still, you know, playing in the minor leagues. And see, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm again, just like what Frank is talking about, the evolutionary trigger of the superhuman was a key pinnacle for me three, four years ago when I started noticing that all of what they were really saying about power and energy was really true. Not the really true like I'm imagining is going on, but the really true like, okay, it does break down to some basic principles. And so not to get long-winded about that, but there are things like even our breath all the power of our intake, when we understand how to really deal with those and use those, that's when we're pushing through the spheres. And then, you know, if you have the, you know, there's a, a Save the World program loaded, <laughs> that means you, you come to deliver the entire message to everyone, then that's your thing. And you'll watch the entire reality play out as you do that. But the thing is, immortal, is once it's done, you're still going to have to ask yourself what you're going to do. So the truth here is, is what you're witnessing is the ancestors, they did the impossible. Death. Death is impossible for a mortal. So this is why the whole character that gets in with the Lucifer and the Prometheus and all this is really about something that is done that everyone thinks is impossible. <laughs> 
this sheer idea of, okay, I'm going to cut off, I'm going to stop, and I want to go over again. I didn't really like the decision that I made. I shouldn't have really been that racist against that group or, you know, I really shouldn't have married that girl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in again and then it's going to get better. Because what this process is, is the same process the, uni the universe is doing with why it's collecting all of our data in a tense. It's attempting to get better. It's perfecting itself. It's thinking. And the more we snap out of this whole just this bag that we're in, just talking to ourselves. If, even if you're talking to yourself in English, do you think that's you? No, that's what started talking the moment that you started being able to comprehend English. That's a specific frequency. That's what languages do. They're codes and programs. So before that, what were we using? Let's simplify it. Imagination. And it's the key to all of this. And that's why the imagination is tampered with so much because if you get locked in and you, you don't have imagination, you're, you're now locked in the, like it's like a rib cage, it's like your jail bars. But here's another thing about what Frank says. Now once, once the consciousness takes it serious, and this is why the evolutionary trigger of the superhuman is within danger, something happening to where it's gotta lift that car. Because what immediately the body does when you're in a place that you really don't wanna be, is it'll attempt to try to find another way out. And it'll use another body that's more ethereal. There are several of these. And there are certain ones that you can get into, and then when you get into them, you can see everything that corresponds to that frequency. It's just wavelengths. This is what the archons were, just to simplify it. The archons, which are the organs in the body, which are the chakras, the worlds, the ones who came into harmony on the Mount Harmon to do that thing, meaning to build the five body so that this experience can continue. And so now we're in the five body and just like everything that you're working out the bugs, everyone is always telling you what you're not doing right and how you're wretched. This is demoralization. This is the, that's the key to mind control. It's not the you know, CIA, FBI, James Bond blowing up bridges, telecommunications, all this kind of stuff. No, it's just subterfuge, turning everything against itself. So this is where we get a chance to connect it, but we got to kill it inside first. We're afraid of things that we created, Eidolons and egregors, meaning we pump so much energy into Yaldabao, we pump so much energy into Jehovah. So the moment that that energy is, is redistributed, the moment you return to those people, <laughs> you know, because there's not a one, this is not a one Messiah job here. <laughs> so the moment you return to those people and even those animals, because see the body, look what the body is, and here's a secret, is that's why when you get into those other frequencies, you start looking at the hand and you'd be like, wait a minute, is that hand separate from me? Is that my arm? These are the attachments. The arms are Mars. It's an anagram. That's why you fight with your hands. Mars is war. So the entire universal body that you're in is universe, united, but in conflict. You've got the liver fighting, the kidney, the, everything needs to consume. And, the, it, and it will consume different qualities if it can't get the purity. Of course, even what they call the royal elite, they want the, the fat of the crop. They want the 10%. They need to set it aside for God. That's what they want, but that's what you should have. And if you want that, that's what this is really about. It's about you saying, okay, I can get that now. It's all available for me. The knowledge, 
Knowledge is so abundant right now, the, the, the platter, planner, whatever they had at work, because now that all the knowledge is out, the great halls of Alexandria, and even bigger than that are open, nobody want to read. <laughs> like, man, I can't sit out and read that book. As the speed and the processes of the computers get faster and faster, the ticking in the clock of the time of the hu biological humans get faster and faster. The cars get faster and faster. Everything gets faster and faster. And meanwhile, people have been lost to control. That's the center of the vortex. Notice in the center of the point, it starts to seem like it's spinning fast because you're getting closer to the point. So we can either do one or two things here. I chose to do both. You become an uploader. This means you actually jettison out of the vortex <laughs> with thrust <laughs> and you fly into the sun. It's just a hole. The other side of it looks exactly like what the sun looks like, but the whole area looks like that. And right then, you know, whatever is to happen to you at that moment is going to be specific to you because that's, that's your point. <laughs> that's your cue. <laughs> or we ride this out. And like I said, I'm doing both because either way, my worst worst is going to be the best best. You can make it like that. They call it the rig the game. It's a game, right? It's a game. It's a game. Well, you better get Game Shark then. <laughs> you better get the power glove then if you're going to be in here playing with black and white pieces. Because the absolutes, you know, they're like rigorous parents. It's tough love. <laughs> like, we've seen that. We watch something run down a nice rabbit. <laughs> you see what I mean? Something that we may not be doing. But we don't understand, again, all of what's going to still need to be here when we're long gone in a tense. But we'll still be able to choose what we will remain as here. Meaning when you leave here, per se, there will be an image of you in something. And that's what these animals and these trees and all, their, their connection, they're the as-below connection to things that are across time. And so where our, real, where our real school is, is in that jungle. When we learn how to synthesize again, the chem and, chemi and chemistry, when we learn how to refine and we learn how to distill so we can extract the toxins from things, as we learn how to do that also, remember, alchemy is in your body. So when you learn how to extract toxins from your body so you can get above the speed of light, this is similar to you, you got the craft going, and now you're going to dump some of this cargo because it's too heavy. And don't be surprised if his family experiences that. His family and him, if, if anyone is really true, they'll be on the other side. This is how you defeat fear. Because when you're going through these portals, and I'll and just sum it up as this, when you're going through these portals, it, get, it does get, it gets scary. <laughs> Let's just say it straight up. The main fear comes from leaving something that really you know is depending that you be there. <laughs> That's where the most fear comes in if you've gotten to that point yet. How you let that fear go is realizing anything that's real here is over there, and it's in its magnitude. And then that allows you to cross over. Another technique is just to cut the cords. It's no harm, no foul. For a moment, just cutting the tentacles that they have connected to you in your mind, going through everyone, then you'll get super light. Like they, uh, it was said to me in the beginning, yeah, James, that's my real name, you like to play games. You want to get light, but you need to get light. You got too much weight, so you'll wait. So you see, there's a code in the words. And that's how it started. The words are backwards. They change the direction of your brain. It's 26 letters. 
26 times 2 is 52. That's 52 cards. That's the English deck of the tarot. So if you only have half of it, now you're on a D. You're on a half a wheel. So of course you would be in duality every time you even try to talk to people. The moment you even talk, they're like, he ain't right. She's not. It's all the whole, the, what we call the dweller or the whisperer is already pinging off the dualistic deuce energy and saying, he's not, it's not. And that alone is simply interrupting the intake. And so when we, get into the, when we get into the craft, our own ship, when we fly earth like a ship, see, that's, that's what my plans are. Getting to a point of where we realize this is a big ship. The space is, man, it's big. <laughs> we can go tons of places. We already have, they already discover what you would think is the fountain of youth. All of the particles that we need to repurify the system are already contained within the earth. And it doesn't even mean us all here as physical people because you'd be surprised how many people would jump out of this body with the ability to go into the one that flies all the time. Some people always think about that. They're like, well, you know, how are every, how's everyone going to go? I just don't see it. I don't see it because you, you're looking in physicality still. It's flying and, and connecting through etheric field. You know, it, it's more of a mesh. We come together in a, in a different kind of way. So you see, that, that's, that's what I know. You can, you can see this stuff, and I'll just conclude it like this. It became so difficult for me to prove that this wasn't going on. <laughs> that's what actually happened to me. Like, once stuff really started kicking up, I isolated myself, and I quarantined the environment. Like, I know how to run a, a, a module, so I, I'm going to make sure that the integers that I'm getting are true. Because I'm in the experience. This is not me here with God or the oversouls or any. I've X'd all of that out. I've ate that. That's the next number. You know, seven, then there's eight. You eat it. That's why the queen, they should wear a pointed star because they, con they consume, they eat. Then to move to the next stage, see how you get to the next stage is when you're weaning yourself off of things. And you've seen breatharians. And this doesn't mean don't be aggressive with this. It's terrain modifications, the period that changes the DNA. But realistically, as you begin to wean yourself off of certain things, mainly slow down light and plasma, anything made of car, because car is the karmic world. It's carbon. So the more carbon you have, the more you'll get weighed down into the vortex. It'll be, you'll be like a daemon or a diamond before they're done with you. <laughs> and then you'll be a rough cut stone for a minute until you're completely chopped into facets is what the great, great, you know, what if you want to call it architect, arcana, whatever, that's, what, that's the universe. That's what its design is. Now what we are is we're navigators. <laughs> so the fastest way we figure out how to grab our, put our hands back on the throttle and take us children, wife, family, the ones you don't like, whatever, Albanians, ethnic, Clint, whatever, and learn how the, the, how the, how what you're really talking about when you're talking about getting into a higher frequency. I don't care what the person is suffering from. See, you see their body as light. So you see the imperfection in the light. The light begins to mirror you. These are just crystals. As you begin to mirror it, it takes from you the imprint if it's a better imprint, that's called the dominant frequency wins. So the best thing that if you really, really want to do something, if you got, say, the world program fully loaded on hard, <laughs> this means that to get into the space that you're looking to get into, this is the kind of thing that you're going to need to be doing to your system and to your body to get the energetic potential of the netaru. It's very specific. 
Like the reason why they zoomorphide this stuff, like the crocodile, 60 teeth, that's 60 seconds in time, Sobek, the, the crocodile, it's one of the oldest beings still been here. The ibis, you watch the ibis come from the river, the ibis when it's sick, ibis pokes its beak, takes water in, pokes its beak into its rear end and blows the water up until it gets so full of water and then it releases everything, you see the worms come out and then the ibis is, is back on track again. They learn that and then they learn the enema. We watch from nature because nature, is, it still responds how we feel it feels. Like when you're in the jungle, like if you start losing it in there, the jungle starts losing it. If you're together, you can open up an entirely different world right there. And this is because it's all about resonant frequency. When you, when you go into downtown, you're in Saturn. That's all lead. <laughs> this is all, that's all Saturnalian frequencies. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be there, though. <laughs> See, this is where, you know, the run-ins got to quit. If you can't go to the base, if you can't go to the mass, you can't help the masses, you can't help the people, but they deserve it. And this is why mass and mayat and all that is connected, because we ate from it. It nourished us. That's what this agreement was about. It's not in a paper. It's not on a stone somewhere. It's about when you eateth from it, the communion you now share and partake. So we have partake. And so that comes with a big responsibility because that's why it's depicted as a woman. It's like once you finally get with a woman, it's a big responsibility. So you better not be playing around in there. But this is the earth. And that's why the earth has, you know, some people are dealing with the ice queen side of the earth right now. This is the, the more the negative side of the feminine. But don't think that that's a, just a, a human female there's female lions, there's female frogs. No, you're dealing with a force that can meet you really anywhere. So this is why a big part of our progress and really and how this thing is reflecting us is that it's WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. When you learn how to change what you're seeing, that's when it changes. It's strange like that. But that's even only a drop in the bucket to how it really gets. And like I said, where I stopped at was trying to figure out where nothing comes from. <laughs> Wow. You see, this is this is really deep. And we've talked about these type of uh, topics before. And when I say deep, I don't mean any pun intended as far as that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. I'm trying to keep the straight face here. But seriously speaking, though, I've heard you talk about this quite a lot. And so obviously there's definitely something to it. My only question is, though, how connected are we to our human bodies in the sense that if our human bodies are not functioning properly, can we still go on? I mean, are these things really that necessary to our enlightenment? Because it's like saying, well, my car is not running well, so I'm not functioning properly. Well, this is the same thing of why you were asked, well, why are these people in Gaza getting bombed out and, and these kind of things? When one would ask, you know, is the body really in the shape that it needs to be in order to get into this other vibration? You know, it just depends on this, the individual. But see, this is the thing. This is why we work as a unit to repair the body. See, because remember, you have things, people have things going on with their body that there's gonna be no modern medicine, even cell salts, Ayurveda, and all those things are not gonna fix because something could even be missing. Like there could have been surgery before that and somebody, something's just completely removed, right? But always, first of all, always remember, <laughs> this thing is, when you really see it, just because your arm is gone doesn't mean your arm is gone. 
okay? Because it's just about what part of the timeline are you really existing on? So this means, what I'm saying to you is, is that you can go in your consciousness into a previous version of your, your repaired self. But you know the technique, now remember, that's what I said, it's not, it, it, it's not your technique sometimes, it's your speed. But in this case, it's your technique. Because what you have to find now, because of, because whatever is going on, it has definitely a connection. It's something that needed to be fixed that broke last life and lingered into this life maybe, right? And so to fix it, you have to study more techniques of how to actually fix things. And you go up what they call the, ladders of, the ladder of lights, meaning that if it's on the dense plane and you can handle it on a physical level, you can work it out, you stay with it at that level. If you have to go to the etheric level, this means that etheric patching, this is basically done with bringing in prana. Because obviously if we're living in the pranayama, it's because we're eating prana. This is what's through the breath, what's through the air and what we're pulling out of it. So you can restructure something with prana, right? But then if that's not gonna work, and this is why you're going up the chain of command. This is what's sometimes seen as the angel and the demon. You gotta find the angel that's gonna thwart the demon. You know, they, again, just the fancifulness of these people. They, they love the story, they love the poetry, they love the romanticism. That's really what caused the most problems because if it's just not straight up, tell me how you get there. You go up the ladder of lights and then when something is not working, you go to its superior. You see what I mean? Like, if, and, but don't stop because still remember as the, the overall thing is it's like the parable of the sower. Some seeds fell on fertile ground. Some seeds got picked up by the birds or the angels or the bards. Some seeds got picked up by and they, took, they brought up for a minute. They're excited about it for a moment. And then when they see <laughs> the ascent is not exactly like going downhill. Think about what we're talking about. Now, if we're going to fly out of the vortex, that means we're basically going to be climbing a mountain. <laughs> and the sun is going to also be spraying us in the face <laughs> because it's spraying the reality. So metaphorically, what this means is that the, the higher you climb, the more it's going to be like, yo, maybe we need to stop climbing until you get you know, to a certain point. And so, of course, most people would rather choose to go with the flow. You'll see it just like a vortex going down a sink, just like the spiral of the, the cosmos. I mean, it shows you right there. It's spiraling right there. The back of your head, it's spiraling right there, so it's all gonna pull to the center. So now that's why the motivation, I tell you, is really is the key for us, is that to even if something's going on and you know somebody's telling you that you know it's too late or this is not going to work or no 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 this just means that we hadn't find exactly yet what was the solution but always remember even mathematically and all the certain integers of the universe will fall apart the solution is there before whatever this problem is surely the light is always there before the shadow so this means that it's just about you finding that that uh that actual technique and that's what the alchemy is and that's what we get into. Like we, we've got into, you know, just taking it piece by piece. See, there's no rush, just like when William said, you step outside of time, that's what the seven is. It's outside of time. So the whole time component, you know, you just, it spins around and it does its thing. And it's like you got off the merry-go-round. It's because time moves around like a circle and it could, it's dizzying. You're like the spirograph, as I was showing the other day. The spirograph draws out perfect patterns made of curves that are very similar to the geometry on each person's chakra meaning that many times as they go around the cosmos with that tube that's coming out the back of the head that's leaving the frequency of them in that position of space-time making those choices, 
that's like playing across like a large fucking record, excuse my language, but it'd be like a disc on the planet Saturn or something. That would be your life. It's like, yo, should we play this? So if you want to stop getting played, because that's what I realized, yeah, it's a, if you want to call it a grand conspiracy, yeah, you know, I just think it's kind of childish. It seems almost staged in a certain way, you know, when you really get up there, but it's not pretty meaning that all the stuff that goes on in the world with the blood and the gore and the killing and all this, we've had enough at this point. And so in order, so the saying is, when I see death, pestilence, ignorance, injustice, I incarnate. And that statement means that those who have that evolutionary trigger, when they start seeing that go on, because it's not supposed to go on on their watch. Like they can't, they don't want that in their timeline. That's what they chose not to have in their timeline in, in any spectrum of them not doing something about it. So when they get that alert, that's when this mess, this kind of stuff starts coming through. Like I said, it's in real time. It's not about bragging about something, saying something. It's not all of that's gone. All that's left now is just the action. And we're in this. And if I say I care about you, I'm going to do my best. And that's what I, I push for every single moment as much as I can, because it's integrity. And it's also a test to me. I want to make sure I don't fall asleep in a Freddy Krueger dream. I've been there before. Like, I, I can go off. And, and, and the thing is, is that I'll tell the, the, the major ones, watch out for the cold water. Meaning that when you can, as a, as a flaming fire, if you get snuffed out and you don't get control of the gunads in the energetic system of the body, the male body especially, and you understand the key to what is being produced with what we're calling semen. And then female, because I, I figured out a major key, Cherie, this is a big one. Because if you think the knowledge of the masculine is hidden, wait until you see how hidden the knowledge of the feminine is. That's why for a while, men couldn't even really tell women, gurus couldn't tell women of what they should do. They wouldn't even accept them in the ashram because the knowledge was lost. The knowledge is, is that woman having that symbolic connection of the womb or the ocean, she has all the stardust. When she purifies and attends her fluids, those fluids are actually, you know, if you see the, the male pod being able to go into it and actually it creates life, would actually be equivalent to the periodic table of stardust. So that's her strength and power. So he's like, you know, the special power. That's the woman's strength and power. And then again, the male, he's, got a, he's making multiple microcosmic clones that are also generating energy and move with the whip in that kind of motion. So this is where the male actually has a chance because see, this is so deep, it's all going on inside that the semen have to climb the spine. So this is like you still metaphorically in the world have to climb the ladder of lights. So you have to go to first the moon, you know, and then the whole lunacy, you know, the lunacy is wild. Like some never make it beyond the tetric fields. Then either you bank left to Venus or you hit right. So you either Venusian or you're Martian. Some try to actually send vehicles to both. So this means that still this, this what we're talking about, this process on the way back to the source, which is the sun then, it's actually going on in real time. And this is how you learn how that you can actually control it. If that's what you want to do. Most of the time you just let your frequency stay on a certain frequency and it runs on autopilot. You're always in activity, so there's tons of stuff to do. I have stuff to do until I die. I'm really one of those beings, though, that don't see, I don't see my death. I don't actually see that happening because I already know what's here. And I always will say this, and, and I always say in closing, but we're getting to the top of the hour. This is the last thing. 
do yourself a favor and always have a break glass in case of emergency around. You know, I, I have a, 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 my, my family, my background and my family, there's some military people there. And, and they, were, they were ones that had to command other people. And when you are in that position, if you send someone to their death, it's going to weigh on you. It's a serious position. So in all of this, just remember, this is not a game. This is, this is adult stuff. We've, pl- we've said a lot of things. We've laughed. We've, we've taken some metaphors, whatever. But just remember, break glass in case of emergency is always keep a, mes- a method that allows you to go into your higher state of consciousness in the event you know that that's something that you need to get ready to do. And I would advise you, don't wait until you, you get to the afterburner, like meaning the fire is right on your ass <laughs> in order to make a move. This is how it is, you know, with the, the, the training. The training is, is that you don't, you know, you don't, you simulate. That's how you can wake up the body's vessels. And, and you know, when, when you're even working out, you have to simulate that you need to be there working out and that, that you need to put strain on it. So just remember, if you want to go to the next stage, it's, it's you challenging you. and You're sharpening yourself. And make harmony with your body. You know, put drinking certain things just goes to war with the liver. And then here we go again. And then that, that will manifest. But once you come from the cossacks, climb up the spine, step into the primal globulus, take the controls, get at the ports, meaning the intake, the eyes, ear, nose, mouth, stand at the gates, guard your gates, and then get ready to raise the jet, meaning start making the things to go on with your body for it to begin to restore and repair itself. If it knew you were serious, it could easily do it. And like I said, so that's how it was designed. It's spontaneous generation, regeneration. It's all within the imagination, and it's all within the belief of that being, and that's what's most precious. So we must believe in ourselves, a self-created being, because that's the end of the, the riddle of when, you know, where does nothing come from? It must be self-created. That doesn't actually answer the question, but it gets you one more comfortable step. And so when you know you're self-created, you got to keep believing in yourself. Because the moment you stop believing in yourself, you cease to exist. Because what really happens is, is you go into the subjective plane. And just remember, try to move in mysterious ways as much as possible. Do something that's special and, and unique that's based on you. Take as much pointers as possible, but put your own spin on it. You're going to do that anyway. That way you leave a spike or a signature because that functions, functions as an anchor. That's why they say when people start leaving this world, when they're dying, die too, splitting into two, going into the next plane because they're losing this vehicle, they see like frank, fast framework the spikes. And that was the beginning of this conversation today of that, that what's on the other side of the mirror. The, on the other side of the mirror, there's all of the ones that you divide it from. Every time something horrible happened, that energy signature, it went away from you. You died to it. And so it, but it still remains in a space. And this is why certain people have a hard time when they're going through their process because they're confronting these things. And that's what the process is. That's the, the dark night of the soul. You know, there's many names for it. But when you can become compassionate, you can get through those spaces rather easy. So that's it. I wanted to say thank you to everyone. Thank you for uh, William being on the line, Frank being on the line, all the listeners that tuned in. Obviously, True Frequency Radio for making it live and, uh, and keeping that sound nice. Uh, obviously, if people want to look up where we are, it's at secretenergy.com. The university is going on. That's secretenergy forward slash enroll. 
And there's a lot of stuff happening. I and mean, just really realize for me, it, it's real in the field. All I'm doing is I'm documenting what I'm experiencing. This has been going on for six or seven years now. I got some, I got my feet in this, meaning I'm grounded more. And so it's really easy now for me to get us through. And I have no problem with doing that. That's, that's what I'm designed to do. Any of, the, any of the bridge work, and that's what also I, I would just say that we all have that responsibility to be a bridge. Because sometimes, and we're not saying you got to go down to the, the, you know, the dark world or whatever. So that's somebody else. They, that's maybe what they get to. That guy that used to live to Megadeth all the time and decided it was just time to be done with it. And then he went all the way into the high level. And now he's not scared to see any of that kind of stuff because that's all he was dealing with. So then he becomes the one that goes and pulls everyone out of Megadeth's frequency that wants to get out of there. He's the one that still harmonizes with that reality, but he's now built himself a bridge to another reality. They call that a bridge to the light. So this is all we are. That's what the DNA is doing. It's building bridges across the abyss. It's like a huge net. And so we either get entangled by the net, right? Or we start moving through the net. And I mean that in every way. In order to get out of the spaces and times, you gotta be able to pass right through them. And when you have no judgments, you have nothing sticking to you. Because the moment you judge, the moment you make a choice, you become stuck there. And then you start to focus on that. And that's what William was saying. In the observer, well, oh, don't think it's easy. This is like saying, oh, did you see that? And then now you can't see it anymore. This is like saying, oh, I feel that. And now you can't feel it anymore. <laughs> this is it's, it's like a surfer. It's like trying to ride a wave, this energy. But by all means, let us go through this training. Very well said, Seven. Um, I stopped the clock here so we can continue going as long as you'd like. Uh, what I do want to ask you, though, and I don't know how much time you have, so just let me know whenever you need to go. But I do want to ask you, we, we talk a lot about manifestation and manifesting events and even physical things in our lives. It's, it's a spiritual and energetic alchemy which is basically what we're all trying to achieve to make our lives a little bit better, make the world around us a little bit better, make the world around us a little bit better for other people. But um, for the listeners out there, Seven, I, I know this is a really big question, but where do they begin to start with these manifestations? I mean, can, maybe you can even give us some examples on some of the things that you've been able to manifest. Let's make it very simple. Like what you're really looking to do is just cultivate energy because the energy is what's needed to make the manifestation happen. And then the actual faculty that's used to manifest something that actually becomes out perfect rather than the monkey's ball or something that you don't want, doesn't, it, it's not attached to the mind. So the main thing that personally what I do is I just build energy through the breathing and through those kind of techniques. So that way I'm I see, I see this visually. I don't, I don't take the small pieces of it of, you know, I need a new car or I got to get out of this apartment. What I look at is how much energy do you have because that's your current. That's why they call it current C. That's what controls most of what people can do around the world, right? It's the alchemical correspondence of dirt into gold that was created as, a, as it being an identical. It's, that's what they call it, a dollar or doll, a doll. It's actual, it's supposed to be identical to what a human being is, but a talisman, a piece of paper. It's got the signature on it, it's got the magnetic strip, it's got every single, it's got the, the trees, it's got everything that it needs to become alive. That's the God. And, but the God is, it, you see, it's real because <laughs> it's functioning throughout the world. So the current in the body, so you have to look, you, you know, you have to look exactly how that began and what that's synonymous to. What is the as above? nature to it. So let's just not assume that there's not money in heaven per se, 
Let's just assume that there's another correspondence to it, and that's energy. So based on the person's root chakra and how much energy the root chakra can give off so that it can burn up the toxins and also put a light into the netherworld. The body is a map, so the legs are the netherworld. The upper part of the body is, is, is you know, it is what it is. So that central area, which is like the hearth, it, that's really where your passion and all of that that comes in that gives you the energy that's necessary to penetrate through these manifestations and bring these manifestations through. So, and so just briefly, there's an inception point. That's when the idea is conceived. When you think of the idea, then there is the act, whatever the act is that actually creates the signature of, of attempting to bring this idea through the realms. Once, if that act is strong enough, and this is why kids are born because of the passion between when the two came together, it gives off a light. And when that light is given off, the being flies into it. The subjective force magnetizes to it and it comes in as an incarnation. So this process then, in order to get control of it, you need basically just a fuel canister, if you may, something to be able to regulate how you're gliding through these spaces and experiences. And so that's really what the real horoscope astrology or astronomy really was. It's looking at basically the map to the future so you can s determine where you're gonna go next. Like, you can't just get on the freeway and keep driving straight. You know, you're going to hit something. So what this stuff is, and it, it's even being discredited now, but what, what all this is, and you can see it in the astrolabe, it's just the, co it's the coordinates to calculate your process and wherever you want to go based on what frequency you want. It's like it's a real time machine. We, you know, we're through the way, you know, our jewels have been robbed. This is the simplest way to explain it. If you want to understand it metaphorically from if anyone wants to call them live on the forces and all this crazy stuff, but truly your chakras, which are your memories, those are the gems. They can be taken by ideas and eidolons, you know, other things that want to take your power. And then it's not about you anymore. Like, it's not about your story, it's about Jesus' story and about Muhammad's story and about God's story. And it, the story is no longer central. So when you don't have a central part of the vortex, this is like a tire that whops. It's like off. So it can't get above a certain speed. You know, you try to take a car with an imbalance up to a certain speed, it can't get over that speed. So what you got to do is you, what, you balance it out. You put weights on it. This is symbolic of the troubles and even the, in the workout, the weights that you add to get larger and stronger, you know, whatever technique that you're using. And so even you could sit there, you know, and this is just about how stressed out you really are about the situation and how much you feel like you can do something about it. That's what I'm trying to get to here is that the motivation becomes the key because all of this stuff, it's an idea. If I give you an idea that you just won a million dollars and you really believe it's happened, we talk about this, you're not even going to go to sleep. You're going to be feeding off this energy that is really superfluous or it's non-existent. But that's how we work. If we're excited about meeting somebody and we can't wait to see her or can't wait to see him, that energy is real and tangible and, and it's all cooked up by our minds. So that can be times 10. It can be times 15 when we get, gain back control of who we are. And then that's what I'm saying. So, the, so that kind of energetic potential is enough to birth something. Because what does the birth have? What does it correspond to? Labor. <laughs> so you got a lot of people, they want to manifest, right? But they don't want to work. Oh, this is dangerous. 
because that's actually what leads to this fake magic, <laughs> basically believing that it was created by another force and then giving that force credit that it actually created it. So now what you're doing, that's why all those words are related to banking. You've now given credit to something else. So it's now broke. That's your broker. It broke your energy cycle, basically. It becomes that Eve angel or what's between you and the source. It's governing you. The bodies can even be this way. Anything can take on that persona if it gets out of control. The easiest way to get, you know, if things are, you want things to change, you drop weight. And it's always going to be plasma. Like you just find plasma. And where plasma is too slow, and you reduce it from all of your intake. This even is water. Water's another form of plasma. You distill the water, remineralize, or, you know, I'm not even going to get into that, but river water, spring water, that's clean, whatever. You go back to the elements and get the purest sources of those elements. You're on a mission. This is like now MacGyver. you got to find the parts. <laughs> so this is why it's called the quest. Like, I, I, there's no oh, it's going to be okay, or here, get this, this poem and this mantra and this trinket, and you're going to be, you see how many thousands of people? The thing is that I'm a good observer. So if the trinkets and the stuff, the mandalas, even though those do go to another world when you get on the right frequency, but if those things were really so useful, then you would see hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that were going into the higher levels of consciousness. The most useful things is being in your right, left mind, Meaning being back in the center of yourself and at the wheel rather than being, a, a being looking at everything else and how everyone else is functioning and trying to compare that to yourself. Because when you're in infinity and you're trying to figure out how you want to be next to infinity, you don't have a stable point. And we've all been through this. This is like the, even the first part of the awakening. You're, you're so not grounded. You didn't bust through the crown chakra. You, and then everyone's just having a hard time harmonizing with you. You let everyone go because you're no longer on their frequency. And then for a while, that seems like where you want to be. But the real ones, there's a certain point where they, they have to come back. They have to do their work. That's when the compassion kicks in. It's like, you know what? This is great. This is fine. It's dandy. I just saw something even walk through the ocean. You know, I know how to take myself out the back door by holding my breath. I can get right out of my body within a couple of breaths. But all of this is nothing if my friends can't enjoy it. What happened to my friends? See, when I was younger, like we still have, I have friends. This is what we get now. Like that's why I see the progressive, like I deal with frequencies and all sorts of things. So there's a progressive wavelength that you see that people aren't close like they used to be. A friend will let you go like that. You do one thing to a friend, bam, he's just gone. But back in the day, and we were adventurers. We went in a fear together. As long as we were going together, we would go together. And if nobody has that experience this life, then the previous life. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Together. And so that's what this next thing is really about. It's about collapsing this whole racial prism thing. Realizing that the both opposite sides of the spectrum are really the same thing. Collapsing that prism and being responsible for the energy that actually comes with that. And then begin to take our next step as being the planet, right? Like now you're, you're now male, female, able to actually support several things with your frequency and have that foundation to where you don't just run out on them when something starts going with, I don't know, definitely not a supreme being is thinking is wrong. That's all funny. Wrong? <laughs> Imperfection? 
What is perfection? Shit's good for fertilizer, but horrible to eat. Show me perfection. It's just all about where you're putting this stuff. And see, again, that's the alchemy, that's the formula, so never forget that. Like, if you, if you think that it's always the good, roll with the bad, it's because it's, you need to understand the weights and the measures. And then with yourself, like I said, don't get crazy about it. It could become your worst enemy, meaning just you can't eat with the folks no more. You know, you see him, he doesn't look like, what do you think he's going to look like? <laughs> meaning when you open up the third eye, you sit next to somebody who's been in the trenches all their life, what do you think you're going to see when you pierce them with the eye of Ra? meaning that you pierced them with the eye of the sun coming from your eyes, and now nothing can lie to you, right? Think about it. Well, we're not these bodies. We already know that, but people don't think about, well, what are we then? Well, stare in the mirror long enough on one of those vacations, on them, on them hype vacations, and see. And then you start seeing how uneasy you get about what you see in yourself. And this is the first thing, right? Face yourself. That's why we call it inner stand Face your demons and put them in their place, Solomon. Build your temple. Meaning Solomon built the temple using the help of demons. It's a metaphor. All the things that have happened in your life, the negative frequency, are bank up the base of the temple. Ah, I've never heard it framed like that. I mean, we can frame it. Wow. You see it. It's the Cosmo Crater. It's basically the conception of the world by all of the indigenous people where... The, any, the, the being <laughs> was known as unmovable. Like when the, it, the name that was given in every language meant unmovable, meaning it's, found, it's, found, it's a solid foundation. Air's, air's not going to all of a sudden think it's water and all of a sudden think it's fire. It's holding things in place. While we get to come in, we got the breath, we got the water, we got the, the uh, heat, right? We got all these elements and we get a chance to, to play in it versus if you're absolute, that's like the parents role. It's like, oh, I got to be here for the kids. I saw it, man. I was on one. You know, I could do it through breathing. I could do it a different way. But I was on one and it was like, yeah, son, you'll be taking my place. And it was like you start realizing that the more energy that you get, it is really the more responsibility. And that responsibility has a lot to do with taking care of what's here. So it's like when you inherit the energy, you automatically inherit the role. Then, you know, your email box is going on and, you know, people are calling you. They want to get advice. And, you know, everything is picking up. The current is picking up. And it's because you're moving back through the vortex. And then, like I said, the ones that can pull everyone else out. See, that's when the story, you know, I'll go. You can get someone after death. That's what these mysteries say. They say that there's you can go down the tunnels of time as a leaper and pull and become the light that those that are lost there follow to get back to the point of where they can see again. And, but it still says that when you see them there, like they have no eyes. So you imagine you gotta be, man, you gotta be bad. See, that, that, see, that's what the aspiration was. The aspiration wasn't Lil Wayne and, you know, J. Paul Getty and it was, these are, <laughs> You don't set that as a benchmark. <laughs> you see what I mean? You're like, that, that's, what, that's what's happening to us. But see, the glorious part always is, if we're even at this point, then the glass is half full then. The greatest thing is yet to come. I'm not coming in for the healing anymore. I'm coming in for the next catalyst to this thing. Set it off. 
And just remember the, the body, I don't know what, I'm still trying to figure out how it has this kind of thing going on, but it's real as me and you talking. When the chakras come on, when the first wheel starts spinning, the root chakra, and then it hits those other cogs and starts spinning those. And then you, you realize how to get back over the top of your head because see, everyone wants to ascend. Everyone want to go heaven, no one want to die. <laughs> everyone wants to ascend, but they don't want to descend. But th what this means is one, you can't build energy. You get stuck in another city. And two, you never be able to bring back down the seeds that you've gained in these higher stages of consciousness. So in that, you've kind of like failed yourself in a tense. Like behold, the ladder is going up and down. So you gotta just, you get up there and then you go back down. And each time you're getting stronger. And that's why you say that the, the parable says, you know, I take this thing down and I build it back up in three days. This means the person who is like, look, the descending thing is nothing to me. I'll go down there, shine all through the hood, come out of there with souls, people who are ready to realize who they really are, and then come all the way back up through that thing again to I'm in the air of Bach, where it's just, it's nothing almost. Nobody's talking, because who's there to listen to? <laughs> You're not even using language because the, the bottom half of your body, you feel like it dropped. Then you cancel gravity. You're, you're now, you're, you're tesseracted back out of this dimension. So now you, you cancel gravity. It literally feels like your body is weightless. Now, when you're in the weightless place, what do they tell you? That gravity is time. That's why they say people that get into space and are out there into the orbit, when the gravity stops affecting them, they start seeing dead people. They make movies about that. But it's because the time, the time and gravity are connected. So the moment you cancel out gravity, well, you're thrust you now start being able to connect with the spaces and spaces as if the time doesn't exist. And this is a real thing. You're, when you start, and I've started, you know, I'm an early bloomer, you're a baby there. You don't even really know what you're seeing. You see all this stuff, but you can't actually say what it is. That's the funny part. Just like when you came into this world, when you were staring up from the crib and these globs because the eyes weren't developed come over everything, the only thing you could do is feel the energy. So that's what I do there, I just feel the energy. I'm not trying to find something, look for something. I'm not trying to manifest a Bugatti. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm feeling energy. And I'm connecting with energy. And also remember, I'm not, I'm not dumb to what keeps the universe going. This is all about our connections. So it's time again to, to, to really see when we make things feel good, we feel good, right? That's what this whole thing is about during this conversation. I want to help people. I want to, that's, that's that. So it takes place though on this level where you have to do it to yourself, however that sounds, because that takes the, the power back because now you're self-motivated. You can turn yourself on. And then when you can turn that body on, and then the, the mind and the soul and everything follows or whatever one you turn on. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. And that's the space when I'm talking, that's the space that I'm speaking of. What starts to occur in there? That's, that's the space I'm talking about, uh, what I'm mapping. As far as earth and, and the adjacent fields, they're already identified. When you have cymatics, when you have the frequency of the planet, you have the shape of the planet. 
you'll notice even that certain shapes of planets are actually whole languages. Hebrew is the star of David or the Megan star. It's sitting on the top of the pole of Saturn. So the language is the flame of the fire of the serpent. It has two sides. So, and that's, that's the whole Saturnalian sphere. Why it is the way it is is the same reason why there's time to get rid of something. something ha there's a force that comes and gets rid of something. You see, so when we get harmonizing, it's not about you going and being a Saturnalian. Harmonizing is about having the solution or when you say in the end of a mathematic equation, solve, meaning you know its meaning, you know where its position is, and that's why they say sol, salt, the cube, becomes the first part of what people have to understand, death, before they can get to the next stage of the ziggurat <laughs> on their way of climbing the ladder of light back to prime mobile to go through it. It's like an hourglass. That's why the hourglass on the top is dropping the granules, but it's inexhaustible. And those granules that are coming down into the lower half of the hourglass, those are the seeds. So what we're doing is we're going back up through the apex or the pinion of the hourglass, which is the sun. Then it leads back down the corridors or up the corridors, whatever direction, no more space time. So it goes through the corridors of time. And so and that, that to me is the preferred way. Like, if you ask me how would I rather fly, I'd rather fly through the sun. I would rather not go in a zero point. That's just a preference. Because as I'm continuously going higher, there is more knowledge in, in, in explanation and in experience available to figure out how to cancel the equation. So that means the, the ultimate achievement of the ancestors, which was to stand at the door. So that's where we're at. In the beginning of the conversation, I said, where you want to be. Because if you reincarnate, when you come out of the body, you will, you, you're right at the envelope. It looks like snot, kind of, front of my, it's etheric bubble. And even when you're trying to look through it, what is on the other side is distorted. You can't actually see unless you have some uh, eye that pierces. And that's why you see eyeballs everywhere. Those are the piercing eyes. When you can pierce it, then you're basically like, it's teleporting, because that's why eyes are portals. So you're just boom, boom. And then you go into the other biorhythmic version of you that exists there. I mean, I started doing this about four or five years ago. You can tell people about it, and see, because language is so weak because it's missing its pieces. It, it's not a full cabal. That's why they call it the Kabbalah. That, that's a cable. It means the, first, the front is supposed to connect with the back. But because there's only half of this language, you got to be twice magic. It was an old book they wrote. It's called Twice Magic, meaning you have to wish for things twice in order for them to actually occur. And I explain this as a metaphor because that's what you have to realize that there's a, there's a, there is really a, a magical, mystical side to this world. But it's being rapidly simplified with what even the computer is doing because the computer is attempting to move at the same sequences as nature. That's why they're building the CERNs. They're building all these are just blueprints to what nature is doing. And even us just being on a planet where something that has resonant frequencies of these kind of diagrams, your sniffers, this is your RAN. These are what go out at night. They go find ley lines that they can get their substance from because they don't, they don't eat. 
like we they don't consume what we consume meaning when you go to sleep there's ley lines everywhere your ran attempts to go and go to that ley line and this is why you know this is another topic but i guess i feel it necessary to chime in so i may be asking about it but what happens is, is that that's why it's good to be to bed at a certain time because you can get to where the ley line is and then out of that area before the night crowd actually gets there and the night crowd are the people who actually go to sleep very late according because of whatever they're doing and then they're now doing the same thing so you're now drinking out of the same pool with them you see there's things that go on like that is what i'm telling you there's other mechanics here and that's why i say it's a huge adventure but not something that i really would want to keep going on alone i will and that's how i've been doing it because you just face you know, all of us know, you know, you start saying the wrong thing and that person's like out of there. And, you know, you just say some wrong things again and then pretty soon you don't care and then pretty soon nobody's around. And then you whack stronger because <laughs> you have no distractions. And then obviously, you know, you poke your head out of the water at a certain point. So I'm at the point now, you know, the head is out of the water and, you know, we know what's going on. We have the books. You know, remember that your guy from uh, that that killed himself that had all the books from JSTOR his friend left the entire archive online as a, you know, somewhat of a recompense for, for his friend dying. And so you're talking about all the books from the Royal Society of, of, of and I'm not talking about what's on archive.org, this is probably on a torrent. Uh, what is it, uh, the guy's, uh, they call it inter internet's own boy. And uh, so there's things that are going on where, you know, <laughs> some are already going out glorious as far as uh, a major blow to, uh, you know, the, you know, whatever the hell is going on that's keeping people ignorant. Like, I don't want to keep at, I, I, itemizing it. Like, all I have to do is say, out of my way. And then if it wants to get crunk, which you find that it generally doesn't. See, because you give off a pheromone when you're, when you're truth. Like, you, you, all this stuff gets out of your way. It lays down for that. It's not even, it's not even, there's no battle. Like, you would need to be on my level to battle me. So you see what I mean? That's, you get to a whole nother level. You're like, man, we, we have light weapons. <laughs> what are you talking about? On the physical plane? Oh, no, we don't do nothing on the physical plane. Physical plane is just a shadow. It's several layers, layers down from the emission point. So that means it's going to get stepped on, hacked, twisted, bent around, right-angled, and everything before it gets to you. And then you wonder why it's conf you're confused and you can't find the direction you should go. Because why? It's a principle of physics. As light gets deeper into the vortex, it condenses. That's what trees do. They condense light and make the bark. That's why DMT is so powerful. The acacia, the burning bush itself, pulls the sun's light and distills it inside of the root better than pretty much any plant. It can, that's why it can hang out in the desert. It's eating light. So here you come with the simple extraction process, Volvin's tech, <laughs> and simply extract what would be the essence. This is now the communion. That's why when you generally get there, they already know you're coming. <laughs> that's the funny part about, you know, some people don't realize why the whole, how they was like they were there and they was, uh, because it's on the other side of time. Now, there's different spaces, but generally it's termed as the realm of the dead. Not because it's scary, but it's because that's where everyone goes when they die. And there's more beings there than are actually is here. Because there's more people that died, and you can think that logically, than are actually alive. And, and that's just one of the worlds. And the king is there. 
And then when you can penetrate that world, because remember, that's the moon. That's, that's the world of Charlemagne. That's Alexander the Great, Constantine. That's the, uh, what do you call it? the master don, meaning the one, it, like uh, the don, uh, actual lizard of some sort. That's the moon. That's the first step on the ladder of light for old Hercules. <laughs> and again, the game is playing out now as it's AT&T now. It's not you know, AT, it's AT&T billing you. It's no longer big Tyrannosaurus's ghost. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's playing out in an entirely different way because they keep mixing it up. And that's what you got to realize about the universe is the universe, it's like a big mixing bowl. They call it the primordial soup. So it's about us saying, okay, okay, snap into it. I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. You awake? Yeah, I'm awake. What's going on? Yo, I don't know how long we've been asleep. Like, based on the smell that's coming from that plant over there, I could imagine when I broke this atmosphere, the moment I caught a waft of her, I was already into an illusion. <laughs> and, that's, and I say that story because you don't even, the things that are coming from nature are so mesmeric and so... Har harmonious and hypnotic. <laughs> no wonder you can fall into somewhat of a dream here, but now it's just time to wake up. And, that, and to me, that, that's all I can really say about it, about all of the stuff that we experience and all that. Like, man, it's, it's the dream. Now, to wake up means to actually gain control of it. And, and that's it. You know, I, I could keep going. You know, I could. And, you know, I'm just going to give respects. Like I do got to get up early in the morning and, and get out of here. But I mean, and I feel juice like I have to actually. But it's oh, but see, I, I need to be doing this. So understand how this works. Also, it's like a charging station. If you don't have the energy that is is that the thing that you plug into then you're running on reserves, right? And that's what your battery is about. And that's why in the body, you should keep a good mineral system. Like she legit gives you a pretty good mineral system. It's like 85 minerals. And it's because a battery needs those cells to stay charged. That's what the minerals are. So this is like how long we can go before we get next to someone else that we can vibe with and still survive. So then this becomes like deep sea diving. How long can you hold your breath before you need to come up? And so this is all, this is what's going on. And then remember, see where the compassion is, is that I'm going down there to get me. I'm not going down there to get X, like whatever one wants to put in that box. I can't, I can't see it that way anymore, but I got to go. You see what I mean? Because see, that's when you figure out the big picture because see the blueprint will show you the big picture and you'll be like, oh snap, I know what I gotta do now. Do I have enough courage? And then I'm like, man, what happened to my courage? Then I look down on the timeline and I'll see the entire courage weaned out of us so that we can become more intelligent. We spent less time trying to hunt down each other and more time just trying to write and philosophize. You see what I mean? So I have to connect with all of myself on the timeline no matter where they are, like I say, even if it's mastered on, it's got to come into perfection too. You see what I mean? Like, eat it. Don't be the God exclaiming from the inside of the world that it's the only God. <laughs> that's another metaphor of the Yadabeo, the creature that's born or the being that's born from a word. In the beginning, there was the word. The word did not come back void. It created but the being that's created from the word will not know where it came from. It will ask, where did I come from? It'll ask its mother, where did I come from? And nobody will be able to answer because it came from nothing. 
and to be the first being to come from nothing into what we're calling something, imagine the limitation. Nothing for nothing means nothing, though. You got to have something. I mean, not in the subjective <laughs> plane. <laughs> this is like moving you back into a trailer <laughs> compared to where you just were. You know, that's what I'm saying. So it's the sacrifice. You know, this, all the characters roll into each other, man. It's just so funny. That's why they call it a tarot, because it's not one, two, three. It's two is a product of what happened with one. Three is a product of what happened with two. And when you can bridge those cards together, you get the whole picture of the whole wheel, the pantheism, if you may. You know, all the positions of the sun is just moving throughout the day. 4.30 in the morning being in its, being its strongest. It brings the male energy erect most of the time. That stand at attention because the energy wave is coming through. And what that sun does within that 30, 45 minute period won't be duplicated through the rest of the day. And if you're playing around with the sun around sunset time, then you get a chance to see the set. You see how unfair it is, though? The 4.30 in the morning is the male energy. <laughs> when 4.30 in the morning is when the women are passed out completely and don't want anything to do with anything. Well, that's, that's again why I said you got to turn yourself on. You just got to start taking those breaths. Uh, seven, this has been a lot of fun, man. man thank I you very it. much thank for you. coming on last minute like this. Um, anything you want to leave the audience with? I don't want to keep you too much longer because no, I know I mean, you have that, a big it, day tomorrow. I think, I think we got it out, and I, I mainly just, you know, I got on the line. I, I really connected with the people that were on the line, and uh, especially that's when Frank was talking earlier. I was, like, hearing me because that's just how it works. And I was like, man, I got to get there. Well, Frank, man, just throw him, you know, these, these rest of the bridges and get what he has to get from me. And, and, and let's keep building this. And, uh, and then obviously to hear, hear uh, William speak, it's just, see, I'm still young. Like you could tell that I got, you know, it's like the young uh, thing running around. But man, when you hear the, the wisdom of the elders, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he's old, but he's definitely an old soul. It comes through so smooth. Because yes, it it's does. just like, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that strength, you know, and then that, that's the foundation. And so I'm glad today that we had the full spectrum and, uh, and everyone was in their position. And I'm sure the listeners loved it. Oh, man, for sure. For sure. We have to do it again. We have to do a roundtable um, in the very near future because yeah. the three minds coming together like this this evening, I think, was very, very powerful. And it, there wasn't really anything planned. I think next time if we plan things a little bit better we can make it much more productive than it was this evening. And that's, that's really pushing the envelope because <laughs> this evening was just phenomenal. Thank you very much. Um, what are your websites one more time? Uh, just secretenergy.com. And uh, if people want to check out the university, it's secretenergy.com secret, secret forward slash enroll. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. And, uh, and we're doing it. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, we even, you know, we have a lot of things for people. So it's giving and receiving, sending and receiving. That's what we do. Excellent. Thank you so much. Have a great evening and um, wake up well tomorrow morning. No doubt. All right, brother. Okay. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. A little bit extended broadcast for you this evening. Kiss the one you love right now. You never know when the last time is going to be. And we will see you. Oh, nope. We won't see you tomorrow. Kev Baker will be filling in for us tomorrow.